thank God for another Monday with the YBB Sports Session. Yes, and, you yes, know, we're, and we're back after two weeks. And, you know, we we don't record on holidays um, because we have lives, right? <laughs> we have lives. Indeed. We have lives, we have families. Um, and it comes a time where we have to give we have to give our family some some of our time. So um yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um do we want to lean in to the shooting the shit? Because we can shoot the shit right now with okay, I should cool. be I should be in about five minutes well, five minutes away. Cool. Well I'll start by saying this. Um weekend was really enjoyable. Had a blast. Um, some some things happened this weekend when it came to like Adams Morgan Day and just some other weird stuff. And it was just like what like what happened to just like weekends being like three days of just like nothing, like no <laughs> drama, no like stupid stuff. When I say stupid stuff, like let me elaborate a little bit. Every year in DC. We have what's called Adams Morgan Day. We have like little neighborhood like days where the entire, you know, pretty much city goes to this particular part of town to celebrate. They go and patronize like the businesses. They have live music. They have like stuff for kids. Pets can come and stuff Vendors. like that. Vendors. Yeah. They yeah. just, they had it, but then they didn't. And I was a little bit upset about it because I'm trying to figure out, did we stopped doing rain or shine like events outdoors all of a sudden because last I checked just last year, everybody was clamoring about how they just wanted to be outside rain mm-hmm. or shine. So now right. <laughs> fast forward to this year and they canceled it. When I say canceled, Lou, what they did essentially was take an outdoor event and put it inside, which I told Q, I was like, isn't that the complete fucking opposite of what they told us that they didn't want to do? Like, I'm not, like they were like, oh, the vendors are going to be set up in a bar inside and everybody can go in there. And we're just all sitting there like, but no. But not only just that, for people who own and run bars like the bars that we went to, it was kind of disheartening to see it empty on the first week of football. And wow. for the week, yeah, the week that was, when I say empty, like there was enough people, but for the local bar that we go to, which is one of the more popular football bars in the city, I and it's the San Francisco the bar, and they played at one o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock on the neighborhood day, and for some unknown reason, it was pretty empty. When I say empty, like no one was at the bar trying to buy a drink. Everybody was kind of like doing their own thing, which I'm sure obviously times have changed and stuff like that. But I told you, I was like, that doesn't encourage people to come out and go outside anymore. Like now I feel comfortable being in the house. I left last night around, what time was it? Q, like 6.15? Probably early than that, to be honest. It was before the the end of the four o'clock games. Yeah. Like I left before, like I normally I'll leave after the Sunday night game. I just went home. Right. I was like, you know what? It, it didn't make any sense. Like my bar, it, it just and mind you, my bar didn't feel right. It, yeah, something about it just didn't feel right. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go home. When I got home, I lied to you not. I didn't even watch um, Sunday night football. I watched. Well, that the, game wasn't even worth watching. So you didn't miss much. 
And trust me, I, I stayed after I stayed after you left because I had um, a friend of mine meet up with me, and mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't even look at the game. I was outside with my yeah. Because it wasn't even. Yeah, I mean, I just. But we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that when we get into, like when we, when oh, we officially start the show. But yeah, absolutely. that game was a little fortune. Um, but I will speak to the. Yeah, like Adams Morgan's Adam. So Lou Adams Morgan's Day is, is like one of the most popular street festivals in the city. Aside okay. from now, you got U Street. You have U Street Day. You have. Um, Next week, next next this coming Saturday is A Street Festival. Like those are huge. Those are usually huge events, and like everyone comes out to them. Everyone. It doesn't matter. Like if you hate Adams Morgan Day, if you hate the area of Adams Morgan. You come to Adams Morgan Day. If you even if you hate A Street, you come to the A Street Festival. Um. Whether it's raining or whether it's rain, you know, rain or shine, whatever. Right, right. It was complete. Like there were people there in Adams Morgan where we were last night. Yesterday, right here is fine. Thank you. Um, where we were yesterday, but it it wasn't like. And then it's on a Sunday. It's, it's on a Sunday. Let me show I got it. Right, we're like right, nobody's working. Um, and, you know. But it, but usually, so yeah, like usually it's on a Saturday, but on a Sunday, on a football Sunday at that, like, and it was, and you know, like usually you can't walk around. That's how many. That's how much. That's how many people are usually there. I got you. No, we lost Q then, for a minute. Oh, there he is. Okay. Sorry, we lost you for a second. Yeah. No worries. So, yeah, Q is in the Matrix right now. <laughs> He's in um, a glitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting until he gets, like, yeah, once he gets settled in, you know, basically what I'll say to continue my point, just to, you know, end what okay. I was saying, weekend was pretty short. Um, it almost felt like Saturday really didn't happen, which is weird for me because usually Saturday is the one day I actually have something to do. But we went to my, you know, brother outside of few, the other brother's like house and it inspired me. It was like, oh, like, you know, move out further, get a bigger house. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning now that the older that we get, the more we want from our home so we don't have to go outside. And trust me, right. I'm going to stick to that going forward. I hear you. Yes, indeed. Uh, yes. So, See, look, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. I was no, just going to say, like, you know, because I can feel what Greg's saying about that because, like, you know, and, you know, you, you guys will get this, but the older you get, the more you don't mind at home you know what i mean you know with, with your family with your kids and stuff like that so i mean you don't have to i mean yeah you know 15 20 years ago that's what i was doing i was going out all the time and you know hanging out and it's fun and, and i don't mind doing that now my wife and i um but we mm-hmm. just 
we don't do it nowhere near as much as we used to. So, and I don't really have a problem with it. So, you know what? You know what was crazy about that? We like Greg and I. We just said like um, yesterday about how we could save so much money, and I know what. I know what Greg's tab was yesterday. I know what my tab was at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. We just, we just, like after the fest, after the H Street Festival, I'm I'm I, I'm bringing two days of two days change of clothes, and yep. we're gonna spend <laughs> we're gonna spend Sunday yeah. next Sunday grilling at the house, and yep. I'm okay nice. with it, and I'm yep. I'm perfectly okay with it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Q, Q didn't disclose numbers, but I'll just be really brief in saying I spent roughly about, Q was like $65? It was six. Yeah, yours came to 65 Mine, at the end of the night, came to like 55 About 55 I'm not. And mind you, we, we got food, so food was included, so it's not like we were just drinking alcohol. And we had shots because, again, we go to places where we know the owners, right? But the Ooh. thing is... You know, these bars have to get their money back in blood somehow. So, you know, instead of giving us like the discounted prices that you normally would have gotten if the place was packed, because what a lot of bars do is like, especially football Sunday, they turn on a happy hour pricing. So instead of, you know, paying like nine, ten dollars a drink, you're only paying like four because they already know they're making a fucking killing. Um, That wasn't the case yesterday. Each drink was about eight bucks for us. Yeah, eight dollars. And then and then. Like so, I spent that much on Sunday yesterday. Friday night, I almost seventy five dollars where I went. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. No, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It, it, it's not in the cards. Like with the holidays coming up, like I don't mind being in the house because already you know it's going to be colder, and I don't mind hosting events if as long as people are like they're having fun. Like when Q comes over, he usually is like, all right, cool. It's better for us to be out here. That way we don't have to feel like we're going anywhere, which I'm comfortable with because we have food at the house. We have the grill. We have alcohol. Like All the things we can go out and do, it's not right. that we're doing it because like we want to. We're doing it it's because of atmosphere. But I can make atmosphere right. at fucking home by just inviting people over. You know what I mean? Hell but, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's the, um, but yesterday's tab was kind of indicative of me saying, you know what? Yeah, let me take a step back and say that some <laughs> things just aren't for me anymore. And $65 going out, think about spending a, roughly about $60 for 18 weeks going out and watching football. On yeah, that's, 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 that's over $1,000. Yeah, that, and that's yeah, that, like, that that $1,000 that you go to too. something else. $1,000 to go to something else. Like $1,000 can pay for my daughter's cello. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can pay for my daughter's cello. It can, like, it can... It would pay. It would pay my phone bill for four months, mm-hmm. four or five months. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's just a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm one. Oh, like, that would buy my two you know, tickets my to job. Steelers game. Look you know, at that. My, you know, in my line of work, <laughs> in my line of work, you know, at the end of the day, I'm ready to decompress. I, you mm-hmm. know what? I, I'm just. I'll just buy a bottle and and sip at the house. I'm Don't saving more money. I'm saving more money. Uh, you know, I, I ain't got to worry about getting an Uber or a Lyft home. Yeah. I, you know, none of that. None of that. Well, so, I, think Q, I think Q knows now. He's like, all right, Greg, you know what? 
I'm going to be at your house. I'm coming over and we can watch the game. I like spending time with my brother because mind you, like we didn't have that for almost two and a half years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right, right. it's best being in good company, knowing that he's safe. I'm safe. We in the house we're watching TV. And even if we did the show on Mondays, guess what? He has his own place to actually watch the show. Um, you know, to you know, watch sports and stuff like that. And I can just go upstairs to where I can watch the show and mm-hmm. still be comfortable. That, that's the beauty in it. Like, I don't have to worry about, you know, tipping somebody 20% who gave me attitude. I don't have to worry about, you know, sticky floor bathrooms and shit. It, uh, or just even yeah. just, the, you know, or even just the safety aspect. Because, yeah. because, you know, I was, you know, I had something unfortunate happen, happen to me. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, some. I was somewhere Friday night and someone took my bag, my work bag. Mm-hmm. They had my um, my work computer, my jetpack, you know, things I need for my job. And I had to spend money to get to, to get it back because someone was like, I got it. I'm like, here, here is, you know, it's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars. I didn't have a hundred dollars. I didn't want to spend that could have went to something else. You know, that aspect too. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, yeah, that's just like, Greg, you got, you got the deck, you got the basement, mm-hmm. you got to sit the, the 65, 70 inch TV, whatever the hell the size of them, that the damn TV is. <laughs> we can go buy some, we can go buy some food, put it on the grill, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, I can yep, watch yep. my, I can watch my niece run around and, and, and say all, say all the names that she knows, you know, <laughs> you know things like that. So, yeah. 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 Good. Well, let's go ahead. Good. I'm, I'm glad you guys had a really good weekend. Man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, it was supposed to be a better weekend for me because, um, like I was supposed to, you know, my sister, my niece, right. Um, my sister, my niece, my niece is, best friend from school and my sister's boyfriend, we were supposed to go to, to, to the beach. Um, we were supposed mm-hmm. to go to the beach that didn't, for whatever reasons that didn't work out, but it was, so yeah, basically it's like Saturday I stayed home. Like I, I did mm-hmm. not, I did not leave out. Like after that didn't go through, I just stay home I, I, and I watched college football and, and that was great. Like me and my, me and me and um, the other co- the other was supposed to be co-host of the show. My brother Malik, you know, sat and watched football and all of that. So no, it wasn't. It was a. It was a very. I would say it was a very restful weekend. And then of course Sunday, the NFL got to you know spend time spend time with my brother Greg, um, which is always a good thing, always a fun time. So. You know, I'm not complaining. It was a good weekend overall. It was a good weekend. Good. It was a good weekend overall. But what about Lou? Lou hasn't said anything. How was your weekend, Lou? <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. Uh, Saturday, uh, uh, my wife and my daughter, we, we took the, them downtown. They had a car show. Weather was beautiful. Just like 74, 75 degrees. You know, not, not too hot, not humid at all. Um, we... Uh, you know, we, we were getting hungry, so we went to uh, the local establishment that we normally go to and got something to eat there and, uh, you know, played a couple of those little pull-tab tickets. I don't know if they have them in D.C. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, yeah, we did that, and then um, yesterday uh, sat here, watched the one o'clock game, watched watched a lot of football one o'clock. Then went and played poker at four o'clock, and, okay. and that was my weekend. Yeah, real quick. Look at that. <laughs> it's so hard it's so hard telling like co-workers and stuff and they're like how was your weekend and it's like i don't really remember much exciting happened like things happen but it's not anything i'm going to tell you about that's like glorified like no i just had a really good <laughs> right, fun right. and now i'm here like, I, just had a, I just had an enjoyable exactly. i had a restful what the weekend is supposed to be a restful respite from the week Yes. Like, I didn't look at any emails. Like, I I had to, and I know my boss is probably listening because she, she, she down follows the show. Um, I, she sent me on Friday, she sent me an email at 8 30. I texted her, like, um, I'm not reading this. Go spend some, go spend time with your family. Go spend time with your son because she has, she has a child. Go spend time with your son. Like, Mm -hmm. the work will be there Monday morning. It will be there. Right. It will be there. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people need to start you're, thinking about that. You're, replace, like, you're replaceable. Any mm-hmm. of us are replaceable from our jobs. Yep. Unless it's your company. Unless it's your company, you're replaceable. So Absolutely. It'll be there. Close that goddamn mm-hmm. computer. And, and, and I, look, whatever it is, it can wait till Monday. Or you can send it Sunday night, and I still won't read it. Until Monday morning, <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? Hello, like it's going to be there. <laughs> Life is so short, and we've seen things that have happened. Like I, y'all remember the last, you know, the last couple of weeks. I lost two close frat brothers of mine, and that and that really made me realize like how fragile and how short life really is. Enjoy yes. it. The weekend is yeah, the exactly. weekend. The weekend is the weekend for a reason. Unless you, you know, and I'm saying, if you have a job that, that makes you work weekends, that's one thing. But if you're working Monday to Friday, enjoy the fucking weekend. Like, so right, I, told well, my, I told my staff today, when I leave at 6 o'clock on Friday, um, I'm unavailable until Monday morning. <laughs> unless it's an emergency. Unless it's a life or death emergency. I'm unavailable until the morning. I'm, I'm, un- I'm unavailable until Monday morning. You know what? Just, a lot of us need to do that. We just need to say, I'm unavailable. Like, just say, you know what? I can't do it. Now, mind you, we say this, you know, knowing, you know, circumstances of life and stuff like that. But it's okay right. to just honestly be unavailable. I'm you can unavailable. be unavailable. I turn my phone off. I turn, my, yeah. I turn my work phone off. I close my work computer. I do not open that bitch until Monday morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, people, honestly, and there I, is nothing I'm, wrong with it either. Yeah, I'm saying it, and I'm definitely going to start practicing what I preach. Um, I did pre-order the iPhone. I will have that on Friday, but I've noticed some things. Um, mm-hmm. I look at my phone way too much and Q even said it to me yesterday. He, I don't think he like caught on to what he said. He was like, Greg, like what's going on? Cause he kept seeing me like, unlock my phone. I was on TikTok for a minute. And then I thought about, it, I was like, yo, like I'm out. Let's enjoy things. Well, like literally just go out and enjoy stuff. So I mean, I, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from my better half that I stare at my phone too much. So, and I and, 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 and I'm, I'm I, and I'm definitely guilty of it. I'm definitely guilty of it. But you know, what? like even when I was with my friend yesterday, uh, yesterday after after um, Greg left, mm-hmm. I just had to consciously and and she she saw like the craziness 
we're not going to talk about the craziness, mm-hmm. that craziness. But she's like, what you talking What's wrong, babe? I'm here. You, like, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to show me a good time. I'm like, thank you for yeah. that reminder. And you see, I didn't, nothing else. Yeah. I think a lot. I mean, I mean, we're so, I think, you know, we're so, and it's, I know this has nothing to do with sports, and it's okay. But <laughs> we spend, we're so connect, interconnected with our mm-hmm. phones and being connected with the world and all of this, with social media and and all these other things that we forget our humanity at times. And we forget our humanity at times and we forget things that make us who we are, our personalities, our, mm-hmm. um, you know, our unique, our unique characteristics yeah. that should be I'm, shining I'm, for other people, right? Yep. I'm going to piggyback from what you're saying because it made complete sense. Honestly, the way you said it was perfect. I'm going to add on to it, if you don't mind. Okay. The reason why, because somebody asked me today, they was like, oh, you know, I've looked at the feed. It's just been a sports system. Like, we do that every Monday. They're like, what happened to Young Black and Brother? I'm like, yo, we have to actually start living experiences so we can talk about them. Like, the difference between having the sports desk and having Young Black and Brother is this. Young Black and Brother usually handles, like, the news and the entertainment and sports. We stop talking about the, the gossip of the world and all that other stuff because it's like, yo, like, let's just start talking about our lives. When we keep focusing on everything else, then we don't get to actually enjoy that. Because trust me, when Q and I went to the bar yesterday, like that was an experience while we experienced other people. We people watched for four hours. We sat there. We shot the shit. He and I were taking shots and we promised ourselves like, yo, we're never taking shots like this again because like, <laughs> shots don't taste the same. So it was a livable experience. So when we go to do the show, it's like, great. We actually have something to talk about. Cause when we have our shooting shit over there, it's like, so what's everybody, you know, been up to, we don't want to be like, Oh, well, you know what we've been doing? Nothing. Just the same old shit. Just the right. same things. Like, no, like have something new. So my vow to myself, obviously when the phone comes on Friday is to turn off all the notifications and honestly start living a little bit. Um, I just found out that like one of my favorite, like R and B artists or whatever, he just, ended up dying because his girlfriend accidentally posted their location on Instagram. And then oh, people, shit. so, cause mind you, he's a celebrity. So people go to his house or, or not to the house, to the restaurant that he's at and they try to rob him. Well, in the midst of robbing him, they shot him. He's dead. Oh, Here's the fucked up part about it. Naturally, Twitter has the fucking video cause somebody recorded the entire thing. Oh, I watched that God. man die on Twitter which is the most ridiculous thing ever. And I tell people, you know, but I don't live it. So now I'm actually going to have to live it by honestly just having experiences without being there. Like, you know, when I say being there, being present for other people, when I go on vacations, I never post my photos while I'm there. And the reason why is I don't need people being able to know I'm on vacation so they can go to my house, even though nobody should know where you live and stuff like that. Right. But Mm -hmm. that kind of dawned on me. And I was like, wow, like, we live these experiences, but then we're going and tagging ourselves in them while we're in the location. Like we don't know who our friends are versus our foes. We don't know how these people are going to interact. So I told myself I'm going to kind of unplug because since 2008, 2009, we've continuously dealt with life and all the shit that comes with it. I just need a mm-hmm. break from the socials a little bit. And that's one of the reasons why. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So I'll leave that there. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is, that is extremely important. Like, like, you know, 
I think we have to take time to unplug from the 24-7 connectivity of life at times to so that we as people, as individuals, as humans can enjoy what is going on and enjoy and then just like like you said, Greg, enjoy the experience. Like, you know, you and I, you know, we didn't see each other for two almost three years. Almost three years. Like, you know, COVID, me being down south, you know, you had you know, your wife having a baby. Um we, you know, we, we didn't get, we, we like, two, almost two and a half years of, you know, not person to person or in face communication. It was always, you know, phone, text, um, FaceTime, those, you know, those type of things, like social media, all those things. But just enjoying the moment. And I, I think that that is the piece of advice that. One piece of advice tonight is just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the experience because remember, we only get one chance at this thing called life. And when it's over, and when it's over, it's over. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I, I encourage, implore, whatever, everyone to just enjoy the moment. And just enjoy the moment, you know, because we don't, like I said, we only get one of these. We only get one of these. Um, but with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and get started with the show. Oh, let's man. Let's, let's, let's get it on. You are listening to another episode of the best damn sports podcast on stereo, the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am, I am Q, and I'm honored to be with my co-hosts for the night, Greg and Lou. Um, Cashley was supposed to be on, but I didn't. Talking about vacations, she's on a, on a vacation right now. Um, so there won't be a wrestling update this week unless you two have something that you want to add about uh, in the world of wrestling this week. Um, I can be brief about it. It'll, it'll take less than like three minutes. Um, there were two pay-per-views that both Q and I watched. So for anybody who ever thinks that Q doesn't watch wrestling, he was actually somewhat entertained. There was a couple people that he was actually... Like, no, we, we sat and we watched it and I kept flipping between boxing and the AEW event. And we were actually pretty, inter- we were talking about it, which I was like, oh, this is actually entertaining because, you know, Cashley and Pam, like it was like they wanted us to watch it. We watched it. We enjoyed it. But also we were kind of trying to figure out who was who and what's what, because we've kind of been stuck in a rut of like, who are these people? Because it's so many. And that's why they do so well at what they do with Melanin Matt. But we watched it. We were entertained. I know I was. Um, so my quick recap is um, when it comes to AEW, I'm still kind of learning the ins and outs of that because they're like good people. And then there's bad people. When I say good people, meaning like people that I'm fond of, people that I know. And then there's those people that I'm like, OK, they're up and coming, but I don't know them yet. So I'm still trying to learn that AEW thing. But I did catch on to the situation that happened with CM Punk. And boy, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bad situation overall. It's what happens when, just like when you talked about like being too like accessible, CM Punk is one of those people who everybody was rooting for. Everybody thought that he was a good guy, and he has taken the biggest heel turn ever. Like I don't know how you go from being the hero to living long enough to see yourself become the villain, but he did it. 
and people want him fired. People don't want him around. Apparently, they stripped him of the title that he just won back. Um, he's going at the boss and stuff. It was just a lot of things that everybody's just trying to figure out what happened exactly. So, you know, that was the AEW event for me. Like, I'm not going to go and, you know, go over the winners and losers. That's what Melanin Matt is for. You got to definitely check them out. Um, when it comes to the WWE event, I did watch that and I watched it in its entirety and I wasn't really impressed. I really wasn't. I feel like they dropped the ball again. Um, I feel like Triple H is actually doing better with less than Vince did with the full roster. So I'll give him that credit. But it's finally time for somebody to just say, Roman no longer needs the title. It, it doesn't even look clean anymore. It just people are bored with it. People are like, can we just get something new? Now, obviously, wrestling fans are really fickle. And they don't under I won't say they don't understand because I'm one of those people. But like, we don't understand why, like the company feels like that person should just hold on to the title. Even when we know that there are people that are favorites that deserve it more, but they went into another man's like country where he should have won and everybody knew he should have won. And they completely squandered the opportunity to, you know, make it seem as though like Roman was even stronger than before. And it's like, he's really not though. He, he's just a guy who's held a title for too long now. He went from being a dominant champion to essentially being everything people hated Brock Lesnar for. Oh, he has the title and then he disappears for eight months and then he fights again, wins, and then he's gone for another four months. Roman's becoming that guy to the point where the champion, you know, the championship belts have no prestige anymore. People are looking forward to the intercontinental matches. People are looking forward to the tag matches. People want to see more women wrestle, you know, because of the fact that it's more entertaining. The men wrestling is not entertaining anymore. I, I said this drunkenly to Q, and I was like, you know what? I would really be interested in watching a men versus women pay-per-view. And I'm not talking about <laughs> tag teams and shit. No, I would really want to see, like, Sasha Banks go against, like, you know, like somebody. Or seeing Becky Lynch go against, like, Seth Rollins or something. Like, men versus women pay-per-view because – the way that they make it seem is like, okay, the women can only fight the women and the men can only fight the men. Why? I think that would be one pay-per-view that would go over because even though someone would say, oh, they have more brute strength and stuff like that, but sometimes, just like when the men wrestle each other, when you see Rey Mysterio beat the big show. But, it, but it's entertainment. Yeah. And I think that's what, just that. and that's what people are looking for, entertainment. Exactly. So that's what I want to see. I know it's a long shot and I know people probably wouldn't care. But I would love to see that, even though I know it will never happen. But it would be a absolutely amazing feat for Triple H to be the first person to say, you know what? We're going to have a men versus women pay-per-view. Well, yeah, you know, Randy Orton can do the RKO, but you know what? Like, you know, Becky Lynch can do her move or, you know, Sasha Banks can do her move or, you know, Dewdrop can do her move. It's like these are things that can happen. They're more than plausible because whenever I see Rey Mysterio going against a guy who's seven foot two, I'm like, wait a minute, like he's seven foot two and Rey Mysterio's like fucking like five four. You're right. But then he's doing hurricane runners on him. It's like, so why can't a woman do that? So and, and, and whenever he does like stuff like that, Rey Mysterio, like uh, what was the guy, the 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 Greg Kali or whatever? Yeah, you know whatever he runs. I mean, it's not even believable. <laughs> you know what not he does. At all. Here's part one of my new series. I'm gonna I just I, I hope for the best. Um, 
I know I did also watch, and I want to hope I'm going to send it to both Lou and Q because it was actually one of the more entertaining things I'd ever seen from the WWE. Triple H opened up about the issues with his heart and everything. I think it was oh, like really? a TikTok or a YouTube. He did it with uh, what's the guy's name from ESPN, Andrani or something. I forgot what the guy's name is, but it was probably one of the best interviews I've ever seen Triple H do, and it made me feel like. There was a reason why he did these things, but it also gave him a little bit of humanity, and he wasn't just Triple H to me anymore. Like that's what makes me connect to the WWE. That's what makes me connect to certain people when I can, you know, pull the wrestler away from the human and say, you know what, like, yeah, they're a wrestler, but that that person's a human. I didn't know that, like, you know, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but like Triple H was going through that. He almost fucking died. It's like, wow. I know we talked about it in passing on the show and it didn't matter to us because we were like, okay, like we don't know if it's a work. We don't know if it's real or not. That interview says so much more than I ever could have imagined. And I really implore people to go on YouTube and watch it because everything that I've taken from wrestling this year, all the shit that I've talked about it, that interview might have been one of the best things I've seen in the entire scope of wrestling in the past, I'd say, four or five years. And that's me being completely honest. Wow. And I can, and, and I can, and I can, you know, I can, I can make that very relatable. Like when we see featured stories on like Sports Center or uh, FS1 um, or Bleach Report about what an athlete um, goes through, may, may be going through in their personal lives. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to bring it back to, I'm going to bring it back to the NFL for just a moment and talk about, so there was, a, defend, a defensive back for the New York Jets, and he picked off Lamar Jackson. And everyone, in remember, at that point, the Jets were being blown out 20, I think it was 26, 25, 24 to 3. And he celebrated, he celebrated picking off um, Lamar Jackson, RB1, I should say, um, in a blowout. But no one knew that his dad had just died like a a day or two before the game before the game and his that celebration was him celebrating his dad you know things like that things like that is like that that makes the athlete human that changes the whole concept and perception of how we may feel when an athlete or whoever does something that you would think is the wrong thing to do. You're celebrating in the session. Your team's down 24 points. Oh, your dad just passed away. And I, and I, and and I, I, you know, thank God, praise the Lord that my, that my father is still here, but you know, I lost a parent. I've lost a parent. My mom, my mom passed away 10, you know, it's about 10 years in November. If I, if, if that was me, I would be doing the same damn thing if, if it was mm-hmm. just like a couple of days after my mom left this earth in the, physical, in the physical realm, in the physical realm. So those type of stories and those type of features are important because it makes the athlete human. And it makes us remember that, hey. This is an actual flesh and blood human being, not a not a warrior, gladiator, whatever right. we want to think about athletes. Um, so those stories are important, and those stories are what makes us connect to 
the athlete as a person. And it's as simple as that. Like, after, read, after seeing that story today, you know, after seeing that story today, I now, you know, as someone who's lost a parent, someone who's lost a parent, I empathize, I sympathize, and I connect with that that young man even more because I know now that we have a shared experience, right? Mm-hmm. I know, I know, mm-hmm. you know, I have a shared me personally. That's 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 the connection that I that I bring. I got a shared experience with you, brother. You goddamn it, you caught an interception. You picked off a former MVP in Lamar Jackson. Motherfucker, celebrate. Your dad, the spirit of your dad led you to get to pick off, to get that interception. So God damn it, celebrate. God damn it, celebrate. So yeah, that, you know, thank you, Greg, for bringing that up. That, you know, that perfect connection of why, like, sports is so important. Mm-hmm. And the stories that makes us connect to these players, these athletes, are extra important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, All right. With that being said, let's, it's time to talk week one. What a football Sunday it was yesterday. I, I was intrigued. Like I, There were some shockers that happened. Um, shout out to the Colts and the Texans tying <laughs> week one, 20 to 20. <laughs> Wait, that game oh, really boy. ended in a tie? You're sure? Yep. It ended in a tie. Nope. Yes, it, it sure ended did. in a tie. And the only, the only thing that that game, the only thing that that game proved to me is Matt Ryan is just still Matt Ryan of last year. Exactly. But you said it. You said it. Because I was trying to but make a proclamation of the fact. I don't even think it was. I, I don't. I don't think it was the Matt Ryan of, of last year. You got to remember, <laughs> new quarterback, new team, new center. He was used. Think about going like. Think about who was the center in Atlanta for all those years, Alice, Alice Carroll, or whatever the hell his name is. You right. had the same cent. You're you're the same center for all those years, and then you go to a new team. You got a new. And you're. And you're receiving a snap from someone that you barely know. Those things are unexpected. Like he had um, four fumbles off the off the center quarterback exchange. Oh jeez! He's still getting used. He's still getting used to a new center, especially yeah. the other thing. Matt Ryan was in Atlanta for 15, 16 seasons. He may have played with two centers, two or three centers. Out of those three, 15 years, that's like going and that's like going and you get a new bike. Like you've had a bike that you know you know you like it, you know it's quirks, you know everything, and then you buy a new bike and you gotta get used to it, or you buy a new car. You buy a new car, right? You've had a car for like six, seven years, and may not, you know, you might have to crank it with a key, and now you gotta push to start. Or it has auto lights, and it's like it, your old car didn't have auto lights. The new car has auto lights, and it's like, all right, why am I lights in them? Oh shit, they're oh they're automatic. 
So it was, it's that, it, you know, it's that type of thing. It's that type of thing. So, like, the, the, so I'm not going to blame it. I'm not going to blame that tie all on, on, um, on, on Matt Ryan. The Colts outgained the Texans. I think the Colts had 549 yards of total offense. The Texans had 263. Jeez. Wow. Exactly. Jonathan wow. Taylor had 100. Jonathan Taylor had, I think, 139, 140 yards rushing. Well, I mean, JT's got a JT. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Houston's defense is not anything to write home about. Um, the one thing that I, that like I admit along with a bunch of other people was we were expecting Damian Pierce to do something and he did absolutely nothing. He shit the bed completely. Yeah. And I had shit the bed completely. I have, I had him in two of my fantasy lineups. He got me like 1.4 points. I mean, exactly. That was I, Damian Pierce was the was the difference in the because I won and Fanduel won seven dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I bet like I only played four fifty. I bet like, but if he gives just a little bit more, that five five dollars I won in one lineup could have been ten, could have been twenty dollars. So fuck you, Damian Pierce. Do something <laughs> in week two. Mm. All right. What, what else? What, what 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 other games were we surprised? Oh man! So um, so remember the hot take that I had about um Jahan Doxson of the Washington Commanders mm-hmm. that he was going to he is going to be in the running for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he's I remember going really. to be in the running for offensive rookie of the year. Two touchdowns in his NFL ba- debut, and I have to give absolute credit to Carson Wentz. I can't yes, call sir. him Carson Heineke this week, except for the third quarter when he had the yips and threw two interceptions. And also, shout out to Curtis Samuel, who caught a touchdown, finally healthy, but then fumbled in the second quarter on the on the Jacksonville thirty four yard line, which cost us three points. Anyway, actually, it didn't cost. It didn't cost any points. It didn't cost any points. But still, fumbling on thirty-four yard line when you're driving to score another touchdown before the end of the half. So fuck you, Curtis Samuel, right now. Let me tell you something about Jahan Doxson. Him and Terry McLaurin, who caught a beautiful, beautiful forty-nine yard touchdown from Carson Wentz yesterday on Sunday. That tandem. Watch out, NFL. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Them two together with the arm that Carson has. The arm that Carson had. That's all I'm going to say. Watch out. To the league, watch out. And uh, Russell Wilson just threw a touchdown. The game is now tied. The Monday night football game is now tied 10-10. Um, in the, with about six minutes left in the second quarter. But let's talk about the title of this show. How about them cow flames? Oh boy, um, he's starting How about out hot. The cow flames. Q is starting out hot. Oh 
my lord. Yes, I um, am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. There's a couple other games. There's a couple other games that I want to talk about that we're going to get to in a second. But I want to talk about discussion of the hour. How about those cow flames? Um, Sunday night football matchup playing the Tampa Bay Brady Nears. That played like shit, and now he's injured and out for eight weeks. The Dallas offense was completely flustered and confused because they had to get rid of half of their offensive talent from last year, namely mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, who was traded to the, traded to the Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. They cut Larry L. Collins, Tyron Smith out for the majority of the season with another with another injury. Cedric Wilson now in Miami. Dalton Schultz um, playing on a playing on the franchise tag. How about them cow fucks? Um, you don't want to hear what I got to say. Cause no, I do want to hear what I got to say. Please do. Yes, go, yes, go, do. go for it. Yes, we um, do. <laughs> I told myself I was going to start being brief during this football season instead of talking too much, but here we go. Um, every year we hear from the Dallas Cowboy fans about how they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of them not having the people to do it. So there's that. Um, what I've learned, at least from Dallas last night, is they hedged their bets with the wrong quarterback again. Dak is a great quarterback who nobody's ever mentioned this, but they need to start saying it. He's never in shape. Can we start there? I think that's really can. That's absolutely. Um, Dak Prescott never looks in shape. He, 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 I've never seen him and said, you know what? Like, and he said things like, oh, I'm in the best shape of my life. He said that. He's like, I got a PT in the offseason, someone I've worked with throughout the last year. I paid him, made him full time, my guy. Whether it's vacation or not, he comes with me. And that might be very true. There's photos of him with a shirt off. Like, it's easy to have a dietitian and you look, like, to par. But when your body is fighting against you, it's it's quite telling. So right now, I look at it like this. Because I don't even want to, like, rag on Dallas too much. I I'm do. Starting to understand. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 no. Because what, what I'm going to say, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and I'm going to move back to Dallas, if you don't mind. Um this is the point, and then I'm going to go back to Dallas. I see why Baltimore didn't want to pay Lamar. I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to just leave that there because we haven't okay. seen the rest of the season play out. But this injury right here, I can see why a team says, you know what? N- not yet. Not, not, not yet. Now, going back to Dallas. Dallas hasn't focused on the biggest issue in Dallas. It's not Dak Prescott. It's Ezekiel it's not Elliott. The receivers. It's Ezekiel. Ezekiel Elliott is supposed to be there for all the things that Dak has been doing that has honestly gotten him every injury he's had since he's joined this team. Every injury. I lied to you, not every injury that you've seen Dak Prescott have. I was actually no, no. There was the one, the the real major one, right? That was the ankle injury. The ankle, then, the, he, yeah. the broken ankle. Yeah, the broken ankle injury was actually something. That was a play that was supposed to go to who? Ezekiel fucking Elliott. 
Elliott, I'm sorry, but when it comes to Dallas, the reason why I don't like shitting on Dallas completely is because of the fact that Dallas is that team that they know for a fact either they're going to be almost really good or they're just going to be bad. And for the next eight to ten weeks, they're going to be less than garbage. I'm starting whoever I need to start in fantasy football against Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. If, I, I hope they play the Jets twice. I don't even think that's possible. No, they I hope play they the play the Jets twice. No, they, nope. But everybody put them as the forerunners of winning the division. Every year. Every, every year. year they do. Every, every fucking year. I don't have anything for Dallas positive to say other than the fact that someone needs to take the keys from Jerry Jones. Someone actually needs, he has everything to his disposal, but the one thing he hasn't factored in is Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback with about three years left on his football career. Three. Wow. Okay. I know know it's really fucked up to say, and somebody's like, Greg, what do you mean? It's like, think about it. That man has now had a injury that where if it would have happened to a running back, people would say, oh, well, he's never going to be the same. They didn't say that about Dak Prescott. He's like, oh, his fucking ankle turned the other way. And then the next year, they're like, you know what? He's going to be elite next year. He's just going to be in the top three <laughs> quarterback. We're sitting there like, what the fuck? What? How? How? When? Like, what? And mind you, he had a good year. But you know what they didn't do? Win. Mm-hmm. So then we get to this year. Okay. Do you know he? He's ahead of Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. The only quarterbacks that he wasn't ahead of is guess who? Josh Allen. He was him and um actually no, Dak Prescott was in the top three. It was him. No, I'm sorry. It was Josh Allen. It was Jared. Uh, I'm sorry, Justin Herbert. And then it was Dak Prescott as the top three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did they forget that they lost to Mari Cooper? Did we all just develop amnesia overnight? Oh, it's because Dalton Schultz, right? Well, guess what? Dalton Schultz don't have a fucking person to throw to now. So if anybody decided they were going to pick up C.D. Lamb, they want to pick up Ezekiel Elliott, they picked up Dalton Schultz, right now in your fantasy leagues, your waivers are looking like shit right now. Because who's going to quarterback for Dallas? Q, I'm going to let you take the floor from there. Wait, can I just add a couple things, please? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, just, just two things real quick. All right. Number one, can we please take the title of America's team off of Dallas, please? They have not been America's team since, I don't know. 1995. um, Probably before that. Probably way before that. And number two, Jerry Jones is the Vince McMahon of the NFL. <laughs> he he's slowly losing his mind. He thinks he's making all the calls, or everybody knows that he's making all the front office calls and everything. And he's made he's made some really really bad calls. So I think it's time for Jerry to step down, which he never will. So no, go he, ahead, he will be the GM. He will be the GM of the Dallas Cowboys until he dies. Mm-hmm. Until he dies. Um, So, speaking of the conundrum that the Dallas Cowboys have right now in quarterback, um, with Dak being out for eight to ten weeks, and Cooper Rush 
is now their starting quarterback. Do the, do the Cowboys make a concerted effort? Does Jerry Jones make a concerted effort to try and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Which today it can't, it, it's been known that, oh, wow. Um, wow. Seattle just took the lead again. Geno Smith has two touchdown passes. Half of me win money on FanDuel. Thank you. Um, but anyway, the San Francisco 49ers have came, uh, and, 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 and Kyle Shanahan said that we will listen to an offer for, we will listen to an offer from the cow, from the Cowboys for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do they? Does Jerry say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go get him. Who would Seattle want in return? Or not Seattle, um, San Francisco. Well, you know what? You made an interesting, you, Lou, um, right before the show in our text group, you made an interesting proposal. Mm-hmm. A straight up trade. Because yes. remember now, Jimmy is only making six and a half million dollars this season after he restructured his contract. You propose a straight up trade, like uh, um, uh, Tony Pollard for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you right. want to explain your thinking in that? Well, um, as Greg has mentioned before, uh, San, Fran- San Francisco's got about, I don't know, like seven, eight, maybe nine running backs. And Elijah and, Mitchell just got hurt again. And, he, and he, Elijah Mitchell just got hurt again. And, I mean, Tony Pollard is a very, you know, he's uh, Zeke's backup. And he's very capable of being a starter, I believe. And I think he would... I think he'd flourish in, in San Francisco. Okay. Okay. Greg, uh, what do you think? I'm sorry, my call kept dropping out. What was the comment? I'm sorry. So we were talking about uh, this, this, now that we know that Dak is going to be out for eight to ten weeks, mm-hmm. and Cooper Rush, <laughs> the prospect of Cooper Rush, it's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I I can't stop laughing. Does Jerry Jones make a concerted effort to go after um, Jimmy Garoppolo? Who today, Kyle Shanahan said that we will listen to we will listen to an offer, we will listen to an offer from the Cowboys for for Garoppolo. Nope, he's going to go get Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's coming out of retirement. Oh my god. I, I, you know what? I would not be surprised to see that, though. I, I would not be surprised. I, just, I feel like he's like... The thing is, he likes Jimmy Garoppolo from what everybody's saying. The issue is the Dallas Cowboys have said things in the offseason that now they got to stand on. They absolutely have to stand on. I don't know if you guys remember this. We talked about this effectively four months ago. Because I'm looking at the article and when we talked about it, they said they would work out Colin Kaepernick. They said that he's a, if he's available, they would go and do that. Here's the issue with Dallas, though. Dallas also was in the news two nights ago saying that they wanted to work out Odell Beckham and Cole Beasley and T.Y. Hilton, right? 
So they want to work out three receivers before they even had their first game. Now they have to go and eliminate that because, honestly, they don't need receivers. Now they need a quarterback. They've said that they want Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to go on a limb and say that the person they're going to get, again, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's cheap. He does want to play. Only reason he retires because he didn't want to be a third string, you know, quarterback. So if I am him, knowing that Dak is about to go and have hand surgery, if anybody is, you know, and I'm sorry, if it's indicative, we can just use Russell Wilson and his finger injury last year. He wasn't the same after that, right? Right. Jerry Jones is going to either do the most blockbuster shit and get Colin Kaepernick. Or he's going to go and get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nobody else matters outside of that. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, uh, he's a forgotten man. He's re- he retired. But, I mean, he's very capable. Very, very capable lead the team, I believe. Right, so that sounds very, 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 very plausible. We have one comment in voicemail. Hey, you're Shamik. Oh, my Uh-oh. goodness. Oh, boy. Here we go. YBAB Sports Desk is your man in the streets. Lord, motherfucking Shamik. Habibi is fresh out of jail, so we back in these streets. Oh, man. I'm feeling. Excited and happy. Dallas took a loss already. Dak out here faking like he hurt his hand. He need to go stick his thumb in some girl's booty because his hand ain't (laughs) what the Dallas Cowboys need anymore. It's a wrap for him. But what's going on, my guys? Cute Daisy. Greg. What's going on, Lou? That, that match up, man? crazy. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. She's going to say he's going to stick a finger in someone's booty. Oh, my God. Instead, he's going to pull a Urban Meyer. He's going to pull Urban Meyer, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. <clears throat> Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, it We love you, man. I'm glad that Habibi is out of jail. I'm glad he's out of jail. Oh, oh man. All right, so another game that I want to talk about. The Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers had, to, had a play in week one, and it was reminiscent of the game that Green Bay played in week one against the New Orleans Saints last year. Absolutely blew the fucking doors off Green Bay. But I'm going to say this with a caveat. I'm going to say this with a caveat. After that game, Aaron Rodgers did go, even though he, you know, had that suspension for 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 um, saying that he was vaccinated or immunized, actually. And when I had an MVP season, 
do we see the same thing happening this season for the Green Bay Packers? And we know they're shortchanged on offense. He traded Devontae Adams. He traded Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard missed game one, missed week one with the injury. Do you see the same thing happening for the Green Bay Packers this season? Or can we just say, and this goes into some of the overreactions that I'm going to talk about in a few minutes. So that's the first overreaction. Is Green Bay in serious trouble? Yes. Absolutely. No comment. (laughs) He's got two rookie wide receivers and Randall Cobb. There's your answer. There's your answer. He's getting exactly what the fuck he deserves. Exactly. Every fucking thing that is happening to the Green Bay Packers, more importantly, everything that is happening to Aaron Rodgers, that entire collective is exactly what the fuck they deserve. So because we know for a fact that the NFL is going to absolutely cheat for Green Bay and give them games to make them at least a wild card contender with garbage ass receivers, they're going to say it. Aaron Rodgers got them there. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the top five for the MVP votes, not because the team is good, not because the team is winning, because he's taking a team that everybody is already written off and say, you know what? He got them to the playoffs, though. You know who else got to the playoffs in the NFL? Dallas. Yeah, and they and they, and they shit the bed in the wild card against San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, and they the Titans. These are teams where it's like, okay, like, I appreciate what you're saying, but no, absolutely not. I just, when I think of Aaron Rodgers now, I think about the guy who honestly, the Green Bay Packers hedged their bets with, even though the rest of their team walked. When I say the rest of their team, I'm talking about Devontae Adams. Ever Mm -hmm. since Devontae Adams walked for a lesser team, let's be honest here, because when he got to Oakland, they were a lesser team. They got better with him because they got the right pickups in the offseason. The issue has always been, and it will always be, Aaron Rodgers feels like he's bigger than the brand. He is bigger yeah. than the team. Exactly. As a, as a result, for the next four years, you can't complain. You bitched all year. You lied to the team, to the organization, to the fans. And then he just went on a podcast saying, that he admitted to lying. And the reason why is because without him saying it exactly, you know, word for word, he just didn't believe it was a lie. He didn't (laughs) believe that it was that big of a deal. Sir, you got your fucking teammate sick, allegedly. You were the reason why your team, when when you were out, they lost. They gave him MVP, to be completely honest, for people to forget the fact that he fucked up all season, being a a, a MAGA hat wearing, you know, I'm not saying he's racist or something like that, but you know what the fuck it was. You're talking about, oh, you know, vaccine this, vaccine that. Like, I would say the same thing about Kyrie Irving, to be completely honest. That's why I'm so confused at the fact that people are still acting like it's the team's fault. The only fault that the uh-huh. team did was overpay Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not a bad quarterback. He's on a terrible team, and he's not going to be able to deal with it. 
he's going to be like Kobe with the Lakers when they ended up having like people that nobody had a clue who they are. They're like, who the fuck is Kobe? After, 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 um, Paul Gasol got traded. Yes. And the thing is, he's going to be talking shit and he's, everybody picked up in the draft. You're like, you know what? Alan Lazar is going to be a good thing. And I was like, do y'all realize like Alan Lazar wasn't a good thing when he was a third string receiver? Are you expecting to be like, right. did he like, did he develop something overnight that we forgot about that we didn't do in all the drafts and betting? He was getting picked in the sixth round of everybody's fantasy drafts. Sixth round. You know who I usually pick in the sixth round? My kicker. <laughs> he, he is the equivalent of me getting fucking uh, Justin, uh, what's his name, from the uh, Ravens. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. Alan Lazard, typically, there would be years where I would pick Antonio Brown before Alan Lazard. And I didn't even know what team, you know, he was playing on. I was like, you know what, let me just pick up Antonio Brown in case somebody picks him. Just in case. So, no, Aaron Rodgers, it's your fault. I land there. All right. <clears throat> we have a couple of comments from Lord Shanique. I'm going to play the first one. first one is quite hilarious. Oh, God. Here we go. Yo, you guys know I'm a true New Yorker, right? But, my God, what the fuck is going on with the New York Giants? Yo, <laughs> I'm ready to get back Eli and I fucking can't stand Eli. Shit, I'll take any one of the Mannings right now over Allen. This nigga sofa than motherfucking cake that been sitting out in the fucking sun too long. This nigga is the worst. He is scary Mary. Like, what the fuck? And then the, then the offensive line. Like, where did they find these donut-eating ass niggas? Them niggas can't stop fucking water with, uh, with cement. I, I, like, I don't. I just don't know, man. Like, uh, what the fuck is going on with my Giants, man? I, I'm about to be an official Bills fan because them Bills looking real good right now, boy. I'm about to rep- represent that fucking other part of New York State. Shout out to the Bills. <laughs> All right, I gotta say this. I gotta say the this. Giants okay. actually won. They That's what I was thinking too. Did they win? They did win, but they look they look like shit. But I have to dedicate this little portion of the show <laughs> to the bar to the bartender last night at the bar that we went to. She's new. She started her first day, so shout out to her. She was saying how the the Giants are good. And they're going to do this, and she talked them up. She also said certain things like she wants to peg men that she wanted to. You know, that she was a lesbian and she scissors. We had a whole talk about dildos and all this other crazy stuff, right? <laughs> so luckily I left. I left before the Giants game was over because I didn't want to hear her mouth. Um, the next time we do decide to go there and she's bartending, she, which I think Q and I said we would go for week three. I said week three, I don't mind going, yes, right? No, she's going to be at the game. She's going to be because she, she's also an Eagles fan. Um so she's wow. going to the game because the Commanders play the Eagles in FedEx week three, which is September 25th. Well, that is telling. We have a, a football fan. I don't want to talk gender. We have a football fan that is a fan of both the Giants and the Eagles. She clearly doesn't love and, 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 and Chicago. And Chicago. Oh, and the Chicago Bears. So she just has an affinity for terrible ass either people <laughs> or teams. So... <laughs> I wish her all the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh my god! 
I'm gonna play. Um, I'm gonna play. Um, uh, Lord should make other comment in a second, but I'm gonna go into some week one overreactions. Okay, so we talked about one wondering about the Green Bay Packers offense. Um, but number two, the Cleveland Browns offense will be fine with Jacoby Brissett. Let me just read what it says here. And you can, I want you to vote whether it's an overreaction or, yeah, this may be truth. The Cleveland Browns won a season opener for the first time in, for the first time since 2004 when they beat the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. The most impressive aspect of it was that they did it with Jacoby Bissett at quarterback. That's one game down for the Browns, 10 to go as they wait for Deshaun Watson to return from his 11-game suspension. On Sunday, the team got just enough points to sneak out the 26-24 win on Kate York's 58-yard field goal with eight seconds left. That was despite the set completing just over half of his passes, 18 for 34, for 147 yards and one touchdown. Nick Chubb was the engine that made the offense go. He racked up 22 carries for 141 yards. However, the Panthers only had eight in the box on 22.7% of his carries per next-gen stats. Kareem Hunt saw a loaded box on 45.5% of his 11 carries. Eventually, teams are going to load up the box, turn up the pressure, and make the set beat them. The Browns deserve, the Browns' defense deserves the bulk of the credit for this win. According to PFF, Pro, Pro Football Focus, Miles Garrett racked up six pressures and two sacks. Jadavian Clowney had two pass deflections and a half sack. Not everyone is going to roll out a rookie left tackle to block Garrett. The Browns offense is going to have to continue to develop if they are going to be a winner. Overreaction or, yeah, they might be right about this, about the Cleveland Browns offense being fine with Jacoby Bissett at quarterback. Um, it's week one, and they were playing against somebody who they clearly said, if we don't win this game, we're going to get clowned all year. So, it's a fluke. Okay. No? Um, okay. <clears throat> what the Browns are going to do for the next 10 weeks, just keep feeding Nick Chubb the ball. All right. Jacoby Brissett is not going to beat a team. It's going to be Nick Chubb that beats the team. Maybe. Now, you said, uh, I, I forget the exact numbers, but uh, <clears throat> how many players the Carolina had in the box, you know, when Kareem Hunt was in the game and everything? So, yeah, eight, so, yeah, so um, the Panthers loaded the box. That's eight, eight, eight in the box. Won 22.7% mm-hmm. of Nick Schultz's carries. Okay. Kareem Hunt had a loaded box and 45.5% of his 11 carries. But see, and, and that's the difference right there is if they see that there's that many in the box when Kareem Hunt's in a game, and, and granted, they're probably both in a game at the same time, they're going to do what they did. They're just going to dump it off to Kareem Hunt. He's a better receiver than he is a runner. So, you know, you just get him out in the flat to their left or to the right when they got eight in the box, boom. He's good to game probably 20, 30 yards, maybe a touchdown. So. That's how Cleveland's going to beat them. Okay. All right. All right. 
I like that analysis. So let's play the next comment from Lord Shamik. Here we go. Now, you know, let me say this too. Um, now, I don't like to see anybody getting hurt, especially a brother getting hurt. But that 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 Zach, that 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 hand injury looked a little suspect. And me and Habibi was talking about it. It looked a little suspect, but he said, you know, give give him a break. And I just feel like, you know, a lot of these football players need to go back and get them some titty milk. Some titty milk will make them a lot stronger. These boys are soft. Like, back in the days, you know, in the early 80s, 90s, when players were ripping off helmets, drop-kicking people with their spikes, these guys got up and continued playing football. Not these new players, man. They, they, they need to get some titty milk. I blame it on their mamas. Their mamas wasn't giving them no titty milk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, make there is no one like you, brother. Nobody like you. And I love it. So, Teddy Vick is why. Oh, my. You know what? You know what? <laughs> oh, my God. What a lawful. Oh, oh, All right. The next overreaction. Oh, my goodness. The Indianapolis Colts are overrated. The Indianapolis Colts came into the 2022 season as the favorites to win the AFC South and still remain the favorites on DraftKings Sportsbook. After tying the Houston Texans 20 to 20, it's probably not a popular time to place a wager on the Colts to come through. The Texans face the longest odds to win the division and obviously don't have much hype coming into 2022. But this result was more. God damn it! Was more. This result was more uh, was more of good of a good reminder that strange things happen every week in the NFL than an indictment in the Colts. Frank Reich's squad outgained the Texans five seventeen five hundred seventeen to two hundred ninety nine. They held the Texans to just two point eight yards per carry and dominated the line of scrimmage. They would there were just too many costly mistakes for them to end the day within the win column. Matt Ryan had four fumbles in his Colts debut as he struggled to get the quarterback center exchange throughout the game. <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor had 161 yards. Wow. Well, did I underestimate that, that amount? Had 161 yards on the ground. Michael Pittman Jr. went over 100 yards receiving. The defensive line trio of Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, and Grover Stewart had eight pressures and eight run stops per PFF. The defense didn't have his best player in Shaquille Leonard. The foundation of this coach stream, this coach team is not shaken. They just have to clear clean up some mistakes that should be expected with a new quarterback. So are the coats overrated? Or is this uh, an overreaction? I mean, it's week one. I mean, that's probably what we're gonna say after all of these. <laughs> Um, but see, I, Matt Ryan needs, they didn't, all right, their defense didn't have their best player. Okay. So we can, you know, we'll excuse them for that. But okay. like you said, Matt Ryan, he's got to, he's got to get a, uh, you know, a connection with his receivers. 
I mean, yeah, they had training camp. Not yeah, even a connection with the receivers. He needs to get a connection with a center to get well, the snap. Okay, then that's something that they should probably work on all week then, too. <laughs> because, I mean, like I said, it's only week one. You got 16 more weeks of this, so you better do something. The, the issue isn't the Colts. It's Matt Ryan. He's a mediocre cold, uh, quarterback who's always been supplemented with a halfway decent team. Every loss that has happened that was important with the Falcons happened because of Matt Ryan. Do we not remember 28-3? I do. Vividly, I remember this shit. So when I look at what's documented to be Matt Ryan's career, he's always going to be known as the guy who really had good players. I think Matt Ryan's probably had more people who could potentially be in the Hall of Fame than most people outside of Manning and Brady and obviously Drew Brees. When you look at it, it's like, yo, like he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But why? He's he's just like a glorified loser. He's like Dan Marino part two. Like, yeah, we love him, but he, he loses a lot. He just he was, doesn't get it done. No disrespect okay. to him. Like, he's well, had a Hall of Fame career. But think about it. He's had, like, a Hall of Fame career for losing. He's going to be considered a Hall of Famer for losing. That was the question that I was okay. going to ask you guys is, do you think Matt Ryan right now is a Hall of Famer? No, sir. Yeah. No. Yes, he's but a former. Because he's what? Yes, he's a former MVP. He's formerly he's a former league MVP, but Hall of Famer, not first ballot. No, definitely not first ballot. No, not first ballot. Not even, not second ballot. He may get to the end of his to the end of his eligibility, and he might get in, but but no, but no. But we have several com- we have several comments on this Matt Ryan issue. From Jit Jack, aka Ketchup and Brits. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play these, and then um, we're gonna move on to our next over potential overreaction. Here we go. The issue is Matt Ryan. Please, please look at the issue at it being Matt Ryan. I'm a Falcons fan. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. 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 Uh, next comment. Here we go. I'll be known as the guy who shook in the pocket. When somebody blew on his neck, he was yep. throwing the double coverage with all the talent he had and couldn't read. Now what? You know what? I'm going to stop. <laughs> next, all right. Next, next comment. Here we go. He is in the record books right now to probably lose <laughs> to every team in the NFL if the Falcons beat them this year. Facts. Facts. That man's gonna lose to his own team. How does how does your team get better when you leave with rookies? Like I just don't get that shit. And Marcus Mariota. And Marcus Mariota. I just, I will never understand it. Like when I see him, I, I never see him as a threat. Whenever I ever like whenever I cared about like Matt Ryan, you know the only reason I did is because they played the Saints that week, and you knew for a fact like the over under was going to be like fucking seventy. Like, yo, you know it's going to be like fucking 46 to 40. And we're like, oh, great. Like, we know for a fact it's going to be a shootout. 
and then he would always disappoint because he wasn't the one that got them the 40 points. It was the runners. Last year, Cordell Patterson had, what, three fucking touchdowns? And we're like, where's Matt Ryan's arm? Oh, did he leave it in luggage? Like, where the fuck is he at? <laughs> like, he's just absent. He's not a good quarterback. He's not a culpable, capable quarterback. He's just the, you know, I'm going to put it. I'm, I'm trying to think of a team. Like, if he if he was the quarterback for San Francisco, like, People would want him traded. He would be Jimmy G right now, essentially. Like any other team, the only reason why Atlanta loves him so much is because it's like, yo, like we had him and Mike Vick. Yep. We've had the two of them. When you think about the Atlanta Falcons, like name five players that really mattered that you're like, you know what? Yeah. One got their house burnt down by left eye. And then there's Matt Ryan and Mike Vick. <laughs> oh, and and Julio Jones. I was gonna say Julio, yeah. And and, and, and Roddy Julio's White. Not how there you, how have, but that's the thing. You had Roddy White and Julio in the same year for how many seasons? Like three or four seasons, and you still couldn't get it done. That he's gonna end up in the Hall of Fame before Julio, and it's like your career isn't the same without Julio. Julio was playing with fucking nine toes for at least six years. Everything <laughs> was a toe injury for Julio, and you still couldn't get it done. I just, and the thing is, they had a chance to draft Alvin Kamara, and they said, no, I'm so glad New Orleans got him instead, because boy, c- can you imagine? Can you imagine? They would have ruined. The Falcons are so much better off finding a quarterback who will barely make them lose. I will take a team that barely loses versus a team who you know for a fact should win these games, and then they absolutely lose them. I'm scared to look at what the fucking Falcons' schedule looked like last year. Didn't, like, Young Way Koo, like, lose them a game with a field goal last year? I could have sworn that happened. I'm not even sure. I got to look at the 2021 thing. But I could have sworn that there was a game where Matt Ryan had to get bailed out by his kicker, and then they lost in, like, overtime or some shit like that. I could have sworn that I know this happened, but long story less long, Matt Ryan, if he ends up being a first ballot Hall of Famer, they've run out of quarterbacks. That That's the only fucking way. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, we have additional comments. Let's keep hearing additional comments. Um, here we go. Uh, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. <laughs> well, with passing yards and breaking yards, maybe. Okay, we have one last comment from uh, Gent Jack, a.k.a. Ketchup and Grits. Here we go. Hey, man. All right, let's change the subject. Keep my Falcons out your mouth. Uh, <laughs> see, he, he understands. He understands. Right. And I'm going to add one thing real, 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 real quick. All right, we're about to go ahead. Comments, all right. And it ain't, it ain't nothing bad either. Don't, don't worry, Jack. Jack. Um, how soon... Desmond Ritter starts. The rookie QB they got from Cincinnati. Two weeks. Oh, okay. They're not going to wait long. They're not waiting long at all. Okay. All right. All right, our next overreaction. Hold on, hold on, Q. I'm sorry. If you just give me one second, give me like... 30 seconds to ex- say this because I know he's a Falcons fan. And I'm, I have to apologize for saying this. Um, in the month of November, the Atlanta Falcons scored 21 points last year. 21. Oh um, 
They started the month November 7th. They won that game 27 to 25. That was the game that I told you about with the kick, right? I'm not even going to count that game. The following week, they played Dallas and lost 43 to 3. How? Don't know. The week after that, they lost to the Patriots 25 nothing. And then they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 21 to 24. I'm sorry, 21 to 14, right? I'm not saying it's not the Atlanta Falcons' fault. It's literally Matt Ryan. When I look at every game they lost, it's not like they lost because the defense was bad or because the offense was bad. It was fucking Matt Ryan. Losses. They lost to Buffalo 29-15. That was a close game. They lost to the Saints 30-20. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-17. They lost to the Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey 19-13. How God? I don't know. They beat the Jets. 27 and, and I think that 1913 game was with Cam Newton as the starting quarterback. Cam Noodle. Cam Noodle. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not the Falcons. It was the quarterback. I would, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get the quarterback from the Saints. The guy who's a tight end and the quarterback in all fantasy sports. Oh, uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Go get, go get Taysom Hill. Like, don't go and pay up. Honestly, I know we passed this long ago. If I'm Dallas, go get fucking Taysom Hill. He He's worth what you're talking about. I would go and trade Cooper Rush's ass to fucking uh, New Orleans so goddamn quick. Go get him. We know for a fact he's capable. Why not? But again, Atlanta Falcons, Um, this year y'all look like shit. But y'all look better than y'all did last year. So take that for what it is. All right. All right. So we have our next overreaction. We have our next overreaction. And this is, and it is this. Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams are in trouble. There's no way around it. The Los Angeles Rams were a disaster in the season opener against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills were able to beat the Rams in every facet of the game. And Matthew Stafford was especially bad. He gave fans every reason for concern by going 29 of 41 for 240 yards and one touchdown with three interceptions. And it should have been five. After a preseason mark by concerns over Stafford's elbow, it's easy to jump to the conclusion that there, that there's real trouble brewing in Los Angeles. There are issues to be sure. The offensive line is the primary one, according to PFF. The offensive line gave up a 48% pressure rate. It's the seven worst marks since 2016. That's to be expected. The Rams will break in a new left tackle in Joseph Noteboom, who has the unenviable task of filling Andrew Whitworth's shoes. Noteboom will get better. Head coach Sean McVay will figure out how to maximize what the Rams um, have on offense, and the defense won't be forced to defend Josh Allen every week. The Rams are far from finished. So, overreaction. The Rams and Matthew Stafford are in real trouble. Nope. Not a, I mean, not an overreaction. If you noticed during that game against Buffalo, towards the end of that game, you could read Stafford's lips when he came off. He said, I can't throw. Mm-hmm. Wake it up. So wake it up. Lou. Yep. 
that shoulder, that elbow, whatever, it's bothering them. It's going to continue bothering them. And uh, I have no idea who their backup is, but I could probably see their backup playing within the first three weeks. Yep. Okay. Yep. Jimmy G, again, that's where you can go. I know I keep throwing Jimmy G with everybody, but think about it. The Rams have the cap space now. Vaughn Miller's gone. He can take Jimmy G's, uh, Jimmy G could take his money easily. Um, and remember, $6 million, that's Jimmy Garofalo's salary this season. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He gets traded. I mean, San Fran will probably like gladly pay the rest of his salary to get traded too. But, 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 but I don't see, I don't see Jimmy G going to the Rams. That's a divisional, that's a division rival. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. But depending on what they get in return, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, it could happen. It probably won't. You're right. Could. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think at this point, we can't discount anything in the NFL anymore. Um, so, let's play another voicemail for Will Shamik because I want to laugh because I'm sure he's going to bring the heat to this one. Here we go. QDZ. You sound like Habibi. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the same thing I said to Habibi. Did the Giants really win, though? Did they really win? <laughs> I'm saying, we were watching the same game. Did they really win? That shit was a terrible, terrible sighting. And if that's what we got to look for from the Giants, this is going to be one fucking sorry-ass, short, long-ass season. For the Giants. Um, I'm fucking hanging my jersey back in the closet as we speak, and I'm going to buy me a Bills jersey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, one more for Lois Shemek, and then we're going to go into the, uh, the next overreaction. Here we go. Guys, this, this Wednesday, I'm going to a strip club to watch the game. And I heard Jamie Foxx is going to be at this particular strip club that I'm going to. And I'm going to ask Willie Beeman, will he come play for the Giants? Because that's who we fucking need right now. I need steaming Willie Beeman. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, my God. One more. Last one. Last one. Yo, I just got to play them all. Here you go. We've missed this. <laughs> we missed this. Hey, oh my gosh. Last overreaction. The Philadelphia Eagles will have a top five offense this season. It certainly looked like the Philadelphia Eagles are bound to have one of the top five best offenses in the NFL. The Eagles won a shootout 38-35 against the Detroit Lions. You know, when that's stop, that, that's fucking stop right there. 
it's Detroit. That's more of an indictment against the Philadelphia against the Philadelphia defense than it says anything about the offense. You allow Jared Goff and company to put up 35 points. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, well, you're right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think Detroit's they're, they're going to surprise a few people this year. Not many, but a few, I think. Oh, 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 if you're definitely, if you're talking about Detroit, yeah, most definitely, like, I was listening to the pregame shows on uh, yesterday. Um, Michael Strahan says, that the, Michael Strahan said that the Detroit Lions are going to have a winning record this year. I actually, there's a part of me, there's a part of me deep down inside that I think that's going to come true. Um, just watching Hard Knocks, yeah, Dan Campbell has instilled like a sense of pride and a sense of like right. I don't give a right. fuck what happens we are going to fight you into the end type of attitude in Detroit um, but let me continue the rest finish reading the rest the Eagles won a shootout 38-35 against the Detroit Lions and it sure looked like they were going to be able to move the ball however they wanted the ground game was dominant four different players had rushing touchdowns and they had 216 yards on 39 carries through the air, A.J. Brown was everything the team hoped for. Hoped he would be with 10 catches, excuse me, for 155 yards. There are a few things to note, though, that might throw a little water on the fire that will be the hype around Philadelphia's offense. First is that Jalen Hurts has some inefficiencies as a passer. According to Nash Gen Stats, his complete, completion percentage over expected was minus 9.4. His number for 2021 was minus 0.2. In essence, he really wasn't more accurate than he was last year and possibly worse. It's also important, uh, it's also important to keep this performance in the context of playing the Lions. Dan Campbell has done many things to get the franchise back on track, but there is a reason the team had the number two pick last year. The Lions finished 29th in ESPN's defensive efficiency last season. They'll be fortunate to elevate their their defense to mediocrity in 2022. So I think it goes back, like I said, this, this, okay, when in a shootout, that's fine. If you're like playing Tampa Bay, if you're playing the Los Angeles Chargers, or if you're playing, say, the Los Angeles Rams. But the fucking Lions... That's an that's an indictment on Philadelphia's on Philly's defense than it has anything to say or to do with their offense. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. All right, so sorry. Um, sorry. I would I, I just wanted to say this. Um I actually believe in the Lions. I actually believe in them. I feel like they're a really good team. Um, like you said, with Dan Campbell, Philly just got, you know, they, they have the Dallas syndrome. Everybody swears that they're good and they're really not. They're just, honestly, it's just Dallas and green jerseys. So I just, I, I don't think about it. Like they have running backs that are good, but they ain't that great. 
They're injury prone, aka Miles Sanders and Ezekiel Elliott. You got receivers mm-hmm. in AJ Brown, who, when playing, he's really good, but also plays kind of reckless, gets injured. It's about, you know, it's almost time. It's week one, whatever. Um, couldn't tell you who the number two or three receiver is, but just like Dallas, like, like I said, couldn't tell me. <laughs> Unless you actually, he's in your division, so I understand, Q, but for anybody else who watches football, like I do, and you're like, all right, cool, watch it casually. I follow my team and everybody else that, you know, I do care about. I never care about Philly for that reason, but for me, I just, when it comes to Detroit, because I want to tie it into Detroit, Everything I saw on Hard Knocks is different from any other season of Hard uh, Hard Knocks. And the reason why is the coach actually believes what the fuck he's saying. And I've watched almost every season of Hard Knocks. And I've never said when watching the show, this coach actually believes this shit. I've I've never seen a coach be like, you know what? I believe it. So even if the, uh, you know, the Lions win four or five games this year, which I think the over under when we did it a couple months ago, said that they wouldn't win like more than four games. I believe they can. But the only issue that can come from the Lions is honestly the fact that none of their games are televised. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, unless you live close to Detroit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, more people respect Detroit if they could watch those games. Detroit looked really fucking good. It's just Philly looks almost kind of as good. But it's also week one. If Dallas isn't indicative, if the 49ers aren't indicative, if even the Washington Commanders aren't indicative, like, yeah, you can look good for a half, and then you got to scramble to win a game. 49ers squandered a game away because guess what? Like, they believe their own hype, and it made them shit the bed. When it comes to Detroit, I feel like that's going to be that team where you go into Detroit or they come to your town and you're like, it's fucking Detroit. They won three games last year. We're just going to like bomb on them. We're going to make sure that we win. And then you're like, wait, we we barely won. It's 21-17. It's because Detroit's not coming to fucking play with you. Dan Campbell knows for a fact, like this is his shot. If he gets fired, you know what's going to happen? He's never going to be a head coach again. He's never going to be a head coach again. And his players know that shit. So do not be surprised when you're like, yo, fucking Detroit is beating potential playoff teams. And Dan Campbell's going to have his day. He's going to have a good season. I think they can roughly win seven to eight games. And then he'll end up keeping his job. People are like, yo, like he's turned Detroit around. Yes, he did. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to sit here and be like, yo, like I said the same shit with Miami last year. That happened. I said the same shit with the Jets last year. That shit happened. This year, the fucking Detroit Lions, we're going to be sitting there like, yo, these motherfuckers, they didn't make the playoffs, but they look damn good almost beating the and, 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 and today, today, uh, Robert Sala mm-hmm. said he's keeping receipts. He's keeping receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone. Yep. Are we losing again? Yeah. That's that's because he's talking. He's talking about Detroit. He's that shit. <laughs> and that's the other thing. You 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 brought up a good point. More people would respect, you know, Detroit if they could see them play more than once a year on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everybody, like you, you say, Detroit, and people just think, oh, it's easy win, easy win, easy win. Yeah. But yeah, I do think they'll win over four games, definitely. 
I can't wait. I, actually, I, I actually, you know what? After after seeing after seeing Detroit in action yesterday and going toe to toe with the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they can. I mean, Greg, you said seven, seven, eight. I think they're going to have. I think they're going to have a run the season. I think they. I, I think they win nine. I really do think they win nine. It's, they look good, Q. Like it's they something. Even with hard knocks, I was like, yo, they're making Jamal Williams look good, and he's garbage. He's like the, um, he, he's like the Draymond Green of football. Like he's good on bad teams, but then he's just also bad. Like he's just not a, a good running back. But he looked good with Detroit. He, he honestly does. Remember when like uh, Adrian Peterson. With Washington, people's like, "Oh, AP's back." It's like, no, he's playing for Washington. It's like, he's back. He's playing for the Commanders. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no. But the thing is, Washington was good that year that Peterson was there. He just looked good because everybody didn't expect him to be as good as he was. Jamal Williams, the exact same way. But Detroit is really good, and I'm telling you, when uh, what's the guy's name? The receiver comes back in uh, was it three weeks? Um, because he's eligible uh, eligible week five. And mind like you, Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams. I'm telling they're going to be a oh, yeah. problem. They I are forgot all about him. When when this shit kicks off, just know Greg was sitting here trying to say what I said. Detroit, seven. I'm, I'm going to just give them seven games. I'm, I'm going to give them seven games. If they win more than seven games, I'll be even more surprised. Because anything after seven games, you know what that means? They're better than Green Bay. Think about what I just said there. It's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> if they win more than seven games, that means they're better than Green Bay. Same division, but if they win nine games, that means either they are the leader of that division or they're in second place, which means they're still going to make the playoffs. The only way they can't make the playoffs is because there's three teams in the NFC West that made it, and we know Seattle's not making it. Uh, San Francisco's not looking too good. Arizona just lost, and the Rams look like who the fuck are they? Which means that in the NFC, what is it? Uh, what's the Green Bay division? That's NFC North, right? The North, yeah. Don't be surprised when you see fucking Detroit and Green Bay. One's a wild card team, and one's in the playoffs. And the wild card is going to be fucking uh, what's the name? Because of a tiebreaker or some shit. You you heard it here first. All right. Uh, All right. All right, so we have one last, well, we have another voicemail, and then we're going to run to the last overreaction from week one. Here we go. QDZ, I'm with you on that one, man. Uh, I don't think that's an overstatement. I think that is a slight against the Eagles' defense. No way should you be using a shootout, the word shootout, in Detroit in the same sentence. What? You had to have a shootout with them to win the game? Oh, shit. That's like Popeye going up against Brutus. <laughs> See, I'm glad I'm not the, one. I'm not the only one. We, we got to stop acting like teams are garbage this year. I'm telling you, all the teams that are supposed to be like the good teams this year are mm-hmm. showing that they're not good teams. They just have good players on their team. Miami was better last year than they will be this year. I promise you that. 
Okay. I promise you that. So there's that. Then you had like Denver. Everybody swore Denver was going to be a playoff contender. Boy, are you seeing them tonight? They yeah, but when they just like they just forced shit. a fumble again. They they just forced forced to, uh, um, uh, DK Metcalf to fumble, and Russell Wilson almost threw a pick. <laughs> exactly, they look like shit. And mind you, they have everybody. They have the runners. They have the tight end. They have the receivers. But they look like shit. Seattle was predicted to honestly win five games this year, and not, they are beating up Less. on Denver. Less. Less. Less, and they are beat. I say beating up on them. They are beating up on them. And these ugly ass green jerseys, they only should be wearing on Thursdays. I don't understand. Jesus it, but Jesus, again, Jesus when it when it comes to me, I'm telling you, and I gotta keep saying this because I wanted to like you know hammer home because somebody's gonna be like, Greg, you said something about Detroit Lions and they only won four games. It's expected for them to only win four games. I'm right. telling you, they're gonna win fucking seven. Like, like, like the like the article said, like they had the number two pick in the draft for a reason. I really mm-hmm. do like this Detroit Lions team. I mean, they had a great draft. They had a great draft, excellent draft. Um, so it, we we will definitely see. We will definitely see. So we have one last overreaction. Um, and oh boy. The San Francisco 49ers made a mistake with Trey Lance. Oh, that's passing insurance for uh, for Denver. Okay, um, maybe this one is true, but it's way too early to make any declarations. Trey Lance, Trey Lance's debut as the unquestioned starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers sure brought a lot of questions. The second-year quarterback went 13 of 28 for 164 yards, as the 49ers offense put up just 10 points in a loss to the Chicago Bears. Again, another team that is one of the unquestioned leaders, who that's clearly past interference, um, to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this season, along with Atlanta, along with Seattle, uh, and along with the Houston Texans. Inevitably, there are going to be those who want to turn the offense back over to Jimmy Garoppolo. His presence is going to create that possibility throughout the season. But it isn't, but it isn't even time to have that conversation. The weather was not great. It could be difficult to get the passing game going while playing in a swamp. The entire, the entire 49ers offense was out of sync not just the quarterback. The team committed 12 penalties for 99 yards. Lance's running ability might have made the, their offense even more viable given the conditions. He had 13 carries for 54 yards to lead the team in rushing. If Lance struggles in a similar fashion at home against the Seahawks next week, then sound the alarms. For now, chalk this one up to a learning curve in a difficult situation. So, overreactions. Overreaction. Did the San Francisco 49ers make a mistake in turning to Trey Lance as the unquestioned starter? No, you got to. No, they didn't. I don't think so either. But you like, again, (laughs) I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's week one. And did did you see the weather in Chicago? Yeah, it was a monsoon in Chicago yesterday. Exactly. I mean, I don't care if you're Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, whatever. You're not going to be throwing deep balls in that downpour. You're not. 
Yeah. So no, I don't blame Trey Lance one bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper because, you know, we went to this game bar. Um, and there's a couple things I took out of this game that I hope that the 49ers fix because they should win the division this year. When I say should, they will. And the reason why I say this is because, just like I said five minutes ago, the rest of the NFC West looks like shit, including my Cardinals. But that's another story. The 49ers have four more weeks until DeAndre Hopkins comes back, which means they could literally take a four-game f- – no, 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 no. He, he's eligible week five. So, like, I know he's suspended for six games, but he's el- apparently to them he's eligible for week five, which gives them five weeks, five weeks from – what is it? Uh, this week to actually get their shit together. They should be up now at least four games before he gets back week six. When he gets back week six, San Francisco should already have a stronghold on the division. And here's why they won't. Number one, Debo Samuels got signed his contract to be a fucking receiver. They are going to get that man seriously fucking hurt playing the way that he's been playing as a running back. They have six of them. Why the fuck are we using Debo Samuel? I'll even go one step further. Elijah Mitchell, which is point number two, he's injured now on a play that they said that Debo was initially. Here's the thing. Debo was initially supposed to run that play. You would have lost Debo Samuel for eight weeks running that same fucking play after you just paid him. George Kittle's sitting out with the quad injury because of some shit that happened in practice. Can you imagine you possibly lose George Kittle for two or three weeks because of this quad shit? Then you would have lost, you know, who, regardless, Elijah Mitchell or Debo, you would have lost him for eight weeks, right? You're about to have to trade off mm-hmm. Jimmy because next week, I can guarantee you, they're going to need somebody that they won't have because they're going to get injured. And it's going to be on defense, and we're going to be sitting there like, yo, like, they, they got to make the pieces. That's why, right now, if it's not by Friday, they need to fucking trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Get all the pieces you need right now. Go get one of Dallas's running backs. Go get somebody's fucking running back because you need it. You, you can't depend on Jeff Wilson to run the ball because he's the next one to get injured. Dallas, I'm sorry, not Dallas, San Francisco is the only fucking team that has six receivers, and by week four, five of them are injured. And you're like, how the fuck? All of them? It's because they run recklessly. That's why last year, Debo was their fucking wide receiver one and running back number one. Mm-hmm. But here's the issue, though. Everybody knows now. Last year, it was all. It looked like trick plays, but it was like, no, it's not even a trick play. They're just using Debo as a running back because they ran out of everybody. Everybody else got injured. This year, though, they're like, okay, cool. Debo can't hold on to the ball, though. Debo is one of those type of people where once he catches the ball, then he can go. He can't just go carry the fucking ball. That's why he had two fumbles yesterday. Two. Shanahan needs to understand, like, yo, like, if we're going to play the Niners way and win these games, it's through the fucking air. Trey Lance... As much as you want him to be Kyler Murray, how much you want him to be fucking uh, Patrick Mahomes, the ball needs to be in his hand and being thrown to receivers. You can't throw to a receiver who's standing fucking behind you ready to get a pitch count. What are we doing? Like, what the fuck is going on with them? So I don't expect it to make the playoffs. I don't expect it to be close. And the reason why is they will not make the right decision to have the people that they played in order to keep them safe, keep them in the positions that they are. 
They're going to use Kittle to do a whole bunch of blocks for Debo, and both of them going to get injured. And we're like, yo, what the fuck? Did that make any sense? You right. got your number one yeah. tight end blocking for your number one receiver, and both of them get injured on subsequent plays. So now you don't have either one of them. But I know San Francisco, next Sunday, they have to figure it out because now you realize, and they said this shit in the post game, the fact that Debo was supposed to be on that play. You would have lost a dude that you just paid contract money to on a trick run play that got your number one uh, running back injured for eight weeks. That could have been Debo. San Francisco's biggest problem is going to be this. They have too many people on their personnel that do absolutely fucking nothing. Go pay for a fucking running back. Go pay for a running back. It's not that hard. There's 50 of them right now that don't have anything to do. Go tell Baltimore, give me uh, Mike Davis. Go give me fucking Gus Edwards. Because guess what? They don't need him because they got their running back in Lamar. Fine. Go to the Colts. And can you, yo, they have four running backs and they can only use two at any given time. And two of them do the exact same fucking thing. Kenyon Drake and J.K. Dobkins, uh, Dobbins are the exact same fucking running back. And that's San Francisco's type of thing. They like the Kenyon Drake types, the J.K. Dobbins types. But you know what they don't have? They don't have a Frank Gore anymore. That's been the issue with fucking San Francisco since Frank Gore uh, left. It's because they don't have a Frank Gore. They've been trying to replicate that, but the issue is they've been trying to replicate that with speed. You don't need speed when you have a speedy fucking quarterback and you have speedy receivers. You have to have somebody that paces the fucking game. Who is, guess who? The fucking running back. It's worked for Pittsburgh. How long? When I look at Pittsburgh, I'm like, okay, they got a speed back and they got a power back. Why can't other teams just understand that concept? It's not that hard. The, the math is right there for you. I, it's like taking a pop quiz with your notes. You're like, oh, how the fuck did you fail a test? And you had you had the the fucking notes right there, you dummy. Like, so <laughs> you dummy. No, it, it, it really it upsets me because I'm like, yo, Kyle Shanahan. I'm like, you had a chance in Washington, and you're doing the same shit that barely got you there in Washington and San Francisco. So it's like, have you just kind of like in Atlanta, in Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. But that's that's the thing. You feel like Kyle? It's, I feel like it's his fault. I feel like he has set himself in a position where it's like, yo, the glass ceiling. Like He's he's met the glass uh, ceiling. He won't go past that because he doesn't know how to go past that. What worked for him in Washington, what worked for him in Atlanta, he thinks, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but he's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Not realizing that it didn't work in any of those spots. It looked good, yes. It got you the job that you have now, yes. But it didn't work there. I can see if you say, you know what, well, at least Washington, they got to the fucking conference, you know, championship game. I can see Atlanta, you know, they got to the Super Bowl and won. I can see, hey, you know what, you went to Cleveland and got them in the playoffs. None of this shit happened. None of it. And then for him, it got him to the Super Bowl and he got so arrogant. He was two fucking plays away from winning the ring. And you know what he said? Nah, I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do, which is just run the ball with my running back, the one time everybody just told him, just run the ball. You have the fucking lead. Just run the ball. You know what he said? Oh, now's the time to throw. Who the fuck are you throwing to? Please, show me them. <laughs> show me them. So you lost the Super Bowl just honestly being stubborn. So as a 49ers fan who, you know, when I say 49ers fan, meaning somebody who goes to their bar 
and patronizes their bar. It's going to be upsetting all year. And the reason why I say that is because I'm still divided about going to their bar and they were talking so much shit about my Boston Celtics losing in the finals. So now I got to sit every fucking Sunday and hear about how the 49ers could have won. No, they couldn't win. They're garbage this year. They're really fucking bad. And I'm not saying it because it's week one. No, I watched that team. Q sat there and watched with me. We were like, yo, how do they? Okay, it's 13 to three. All you got to do is just run the ball. Mm-hmm. All, all you got to do is run the ball and not fumble. How are y'all continuing to fumble? I think there's been more punch. What is it called? Like force, uh, force fumbles and shit. Mm-hmm. This is the first week of football than any in recent years. I've seen so many punch outs. I've seen so many people fumbling the ball. It's like, what the fuck were y'all doing all offseason? I need you to go all week and just hold the ball wherever you go. When you go to IHOP, when you go take a shit, carry your football with you. Because <laughs> y'all clearly don't know how to hold the ball. So, yeah, like, I, I, just, I think the 49ers right now are a fluke. Everybody thought that it was going to be what it is, and it's not. But they need to do something real quick. And when I say real quick, Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be on somebody's trading block before fucking Friday at noon. He needs to be either shipped to fucking uh, Dallas. Dallas or honestly, like who was the other, who was the other team? Or I, I said Carolina a couple weeks ago, right? Like Carolina too. What? Oh, and there's a fumble. Oh, thank God he got it back. But either way, I just, I can't see it, man. But just act like Trey Lance was like, the person who's at fault for this, it's not fair. That's that man's first like official start to a season. Let that man have a bad game. I'd rather him have a bad game week one than fucking week 16. I- I'd really rather that. Because trust me, ain't, like if Justin Herbert would have lost, everybody been sitting there, oh my God, like Justin Herbert, he's still an MVP caliber quarterback. It's just he had a bad game. Why can't Trey Lance have one? So... Yeah. Yeah, that's my point, man. I'm done with that. Okay. Lou, anything else nope, you want to nope. add? Greg, Greg said it all. I, I said it beforehand that, that, I mean, I'm not blaming him at all because you saw the weather in Chicago. All right. No, I don't okay. care how good you are. That's it. Yeah. It, it's, okay. I don't blame him. All right. So we have a voicemail. We have a voicemail um, this comment, uh, about this topic, so we're going to play this next. Later. How is football the big sport everyone watches? How? Not everyone can play football. you got to have the pads. It's expensive. you got to be on a team. I don't understand how it's so popular. Is it the violent... The violence people like what is it okay so i'm assuming he's a soccer fan so let me just be the asshole and say this there's more bitching that goes on in soccer where people can honestly get really fucking injured than football football yes they have padding and all this other shit when i look at soccer players taking each other out by the legs and shit i'm like mm-hmm. yeah like I, just, I literally just point at the screen like i'm doing a gesture as if you guys can see it but like just imagine Greg just like pointing at the screen and then moving his hand from left to right. It's like this is the fuck you watch. Like that's yeah. how I feel about soccer. When I see rugby, I'm like these mother. It's fake football. Great, okay, but they're doing the same shit. So when somebody says like, oh, they're wearing protective gear, make it make sense. Do you not want them to be protected? Yeah, they get injured with protection. I mean, Could you imagine? 
Could you imagine when, when, you're, when you're running like 20, 30 miles an hour speed at somebody, I think mm-hmm. you want to have pads on. Yeah. But see, people like that, people like that, Lou, they, they like stupid, like dangerous, shit, like intentionally dangerous sports and shit where they don't wear helmets. They don't wear pads. And it's like, oh, you're supposed to be a man's man. It's like, yeah, but you know what? You're in a fucking wheelchair at 37 because you can't fucking walk because you have no knees. Your fucking ankles are shot to shit. You got fucking CTE. But you know what? Like you can drink Barb's root beer. And you can drink fucking like, you know, eight uh, IPAs for the rest of your life. Because guess what? The rest of your life is <laughs> fucked up. Because you decided you wanted to play fucking rugby. Like, and that's not a knock on rugby. That's not a knock on soccer. But I'm telling you, like when Jess watches soccer and she's making me watch this shit with her, she doesn't understand football. She's like, I get football. I see why you like it. It looks fun. But she enjoys soccer more. But then when I see like... They take like four minutes, like, right? Like, say it's like minute, like 76 out of 80 minutes, right? One dude will accidentally or intentionally clip a dude. He'll clip them to the point where this dude actually could be injured, right? Nobody thinks he's okay. injured. Everybody's just like, he's holding his fucking leg. He's crying. And then two seconds later. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Be, no, I was just going to say because, like, he might not be injured because I've seen plenty of videos yes. in soccer where. I mean, you you think they just got like stabbed in the knee or some shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and he wasn't even touched. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I can see the pros and cons of it. Yeah, like I would I would love to be that guy who can honestly say, you know what? I really like soccer, and I'm learning it. I'm learning sports because I want to be able to be a little bit more versatile in my watch. But when it comes down to it, it's like. Does this, if this makes sense to you and it doesn't make sense to me, it's not that either one of us are wrong. I just need to be a little bit more versed in this shit. When somebody comes on and leaves a voicemail about how like a sport that's being protective for the people who they don't want to end up dying or having CTE and all this other shit, and then there's you, and you're saying, you know what, like I just don't understand. Let me help you explain, you know, let me explain it to you so you can understand it. Safety first with all sports. I've seen more gruesome injuries in basketball than I have in football. I saw a man's entire fucking ankle touch the back of his kneecaps. Mm. I'm talking about Paul George. I'm talking about, I've seen some shit. Go to Hayward too. Yes. I've seen this shit on camera. So it's it's not something that's like foreign. And that's basketball, non-contact sport. So when you have contact sports like rugby and shit where dudes are literally just fucking 285, and like 5'10", it's like, you fat, muscular fuck. You're just out here just like running over people with nothing on. <laughs> so I, I, I don't have any sympathy. I just feel like really offended at the fact that he tried to make it seem like football is just like, you know, this glorified sport where they're wearing pads. It's like, yo, can you imagine if they wore the shit that they used to wear? And mind you, it's not even like it was like 15 No, but Q, do you remember... Like when we had like standard definition TVs and shit where everything like if you go to a standard definition TV channel right now versus HD and try to look at it, you might go blind at how blurry that shit is. Imagine mm-hmm. watching TV and like ni- like watching a, a throwback game from like 1998. Imagine watching that game. It's not the view that's going to fuck it up for you. It's the shit that you see right now. The football jerseys are so streamlined and so slim now. Compared to what they used to wear, those fucking football jerseys look like they were wearing couches. 
Like, yo, why the <laughs> fuck is there shoulder pads? Yeah, the, like, pants, right. the pants the players wore in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. 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 Like, they couldn't be mobile. They're more mobile than ever now. But they're also being conditioned to be more safe. So if that's what he was hoping for, he was hoping for like a dangerous sport, watch soccer. Because in my personal opinion, call me an asshole if you want. I feel like soccer is one of the most dangerous fucking sports out of them all. It's the one sport where there is no protection other than a fucking shin guard. Mind you, I don't know how it feels to be kicked directly in the face when somebody's trying to do a bicycle kick in order to get a goal. But I've seen that shit done. That shit don't look cool. <laughs> that shit it do sure not don't. look cool. It yo, sure does not. I, I mean, I'm like, yo, like dudes doing fucking bicycle kicks, doing headbutts with no helmets. And I'm like, y- y'all are shitting on, on football? Really? Like you literally, I think for me, which is so funny, when they do the headbutts in soccer, it's like one dude is pushing his head back to do the headbutt and the other dude is pushing his head forward. And just by the grace of God, neither one of them actually headbutted each other. But can you imagine how many times they actually do? Yeah, I mean, when they go up for like a jump ball and, you know, yes. everyone's trying to hit it with their head. Yeah, oh yeah. I've I've, I've seen someone's uh, face busted open. Uh, exactly. You know, with that, like on video or some shit. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, that, that kind of just set me off a little bit. I was a little bit upset about it, but I'll move on. I'm done. No worries. No worries. No worries. Yeah, no, no, no uh, worries at all. No worries at all. All right, so... Whew, that was a lot of NFL talk. Um, not a lot has happened in the NBA um, except for two weeks, you know, while we was over the break two weeks ago. Yes. Donovan do Mitchell. Do it. Donovan Mitchell. The all talked about trade, where he would land, where he would go. He was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Lou. Love Why don't you it. take over this second? Go Love ahead. Love it. All right. So, one, number one question that everyone's been asking around here. And if y'all didn't know, I live like about an hour west of Cleveland. I'm a big Cavs fan. But it's pretty much about 50-50 right now. People are like, oh, I love the trade. It was a great trade. You know, we got Spider, blah, blah, blah. And then the other half are like, no, we gave up way too much to get them. Now, what did they give up, Q? Uh, they gave up um, uh, Lori Martin. Colin Sexton. Lori Martin. Lori Martin. Uh, their number one draft pick this year. I can't even pronounce his name. Sorry. Um, and what is it? Three first round picks. And then two pick swaps, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, number one, getting Colin Sexton out of Cleveland is the best thing they could have done. Number two, Lori Barkin was just, I don't even know why they signed him to the contract they did last year. I really, that puzzled me since day one. Mm-hmm. Did we give up too many first rounders? I mean, maybe. Maybe, right. And if you think about it, probably, what, five first-rounders because their first-round pick this year and Colin Sexton was the first-round pick, too. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just going to sum it up like this. What I saw about 
I think it was a couple hours after the trade, is the Cleveland Cavaliers have three all-stars in the starting lineup that aren't even 25 yet, and none of them are Evan Mobley. And, and and you just get, just watch out Eastern Conference, watch out. All right, uh, Greg, your thoughts about the Donovan Mitchell trade? Greg, you got any thoughts about the uh, Spider trade? Yeah, so I'm just really excited. I know Lou is excited for the Cavs, but. Me, I'm also excited because I don't want Utah to ever be great at anything. <laughs> I don't. Um, and it's not that I hate Utah. Danny Ainge is trying to recreate the luck that he had in Boston, in Utah, by giving away all-stars. That literally got him into the playoffs last season. To which I'm sitting there like, like, is somebody going to tell him that like this is not going to be a good thing? Like he feels like he's an expert scout. Here's the issue: you can be an expert scout, but have a losing ass team. With Boston, mm-hmm. he had a winning team, and he just scouted really well. You can't be a loser and a bad scout. You know what that just means? You end up getting first round picks that may or may not hit or miss. So I hope all the worst for Utah because you let Cleveland not only get better, that team's so good now, I can't put them in 6, 7, 8 seed. I have to look at that shit now like, oh, they're top three seed right now. They might bump Milwaukee out of the three. And I mean that shit. Mm. I look at... I look at them like a poseable threat to honestly like run the table when it comes to the Eastern Conference. I look at Cleveland, I'm like, oh, like shit. Like obviously, you know, I'm biased to um to Boston, and I still see Boston as a second seed. So who's gonna be the first seed? It's not Milwaukee. It could be Brooklyn if they play their cards right. Philly. Mm-hmm. It could be Philly. Philly. Miami. Maybe? No, Miami's still a fifth seed to me. I I don't believe in the hype in uh, Miami at all. I know, I know a lot of people do. They swear Miami's good. They're not. They're, they're halfway close to garbage. The reason why they lost two years in a row is because they're just not that good. They would have won a ring in the bubble if they wanted to, and they didn't because they're garbage. Having Jimmy Butler is good. Having Tyler Hero, we know for a fact that's a fluke, so there's that. And then everybody else they had, it's like, oh, you got complimentary Bam, players that are almost as good. Yeah, but Q, even Bam, in my personal opinion, like, Good for his position, but he's just not, he's not that guy. Anywhere else, he's that guy. But he's just not there for Miami. Miami's got their rings. They already got that. Right now, Miami is playing to always be a playoff contender, to always be considered, you know what? You're worth your contract right now. Jimmy Butler is worth his contract because he's always in the playoffs. You can always be in the playoffs and always lose. Just saying. So, for me... When I, when I, I was just going to go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. You know, you're good. You, you, you finish. I'll add afterwards. All right. I'll add this and I'm just going to be done with this. The reason why I believe in Cleveland so much is because Cleveland finally believes in Cleveland. 
Cleveland's not made bad mistakes from what I can see since LeBron left. They made strategic steps. They're like, we're going to be contenders, but we're also not going to give up everything in order to be contenders. This trade solidified that shit for me. People are like, oh, well, did Cleveland give up too much? I'm like, Cleveland right now is going to be the top three in the Eastern Conference this year, and you can book it. I can't. Milwaukee is taking a step back last year, so there's that. Miami, I already told you, they're going to be a fifth or sixth seed. Washington, it's going to be a ninth seed or play-in team. So you got that. You got Boston, maybe a you know maybe a one, but more potential of being a two seed. You got Brooklyn, who KD is going to be like, you know what? I don't care what the fuck has to happen. I have to be a one seed because I have to actually show and prove this year. Or else people are going to talk shit about them. And everybody feels like Brooklyn's owed something. What? I don't know. You got the Atlanta Hawks, who have to redeem themselves after the mediocre season that they had last year, right? So you got all these teams that are in the and, Eastern and, Conference. And they also got you. And then also, you know, them getting the, the uh, DeJounte Murray. Oh, absolutely. But that's oh, yeah. they, they could easily, you know, be a 4-5 seed. Easily. But when I see Cleveland right now, I'm like, okay, cool. Right now, I'll just, if I want to get my predictions, I'll give you my six, right? And I'm going to just give you last seasons, and I'll give you this season. So last season, we had Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, the Sixers, Toronto, Chicago. I'm telling you this now off the top. Chicago's not going to make it to the six seed at all. They're not. I see Brooklyn at one. I see Boston at two. I see Cleveland at three. I see Milwaukee at four. I see Philly at five. Now, somebody would say, oh, why is Philly that far down? It's Philadelphia. We can talk about how good Philly is. Look how good Cleveland is right now. So we got that. So and I said that's five, right? That means that six would have to be Atlanta. Seven, even though I hate to say this shit, I'm going to go with Charlotte. I don't like Charlotte, but they looked good last season, and they were really close. And the only other team that was better than them that I didn't list is fucking Toronto. And they've taken a step back. They're not in the playoffs this year. I don't see it. So th- those are my teams for the Eastern Conference in the order that they – oh, and I forgot about Miami, right? But I said Miami would probably be a 6 or 7 seed. So you could put them in anywhere between 6 and 7. But I have Atlanta being like a 5. I have uh, Philly. They could be like a 5 or a 6, depending on what that is. Milwaukee, mm, we'll see them being a 4. But Cleveland, that fucking team, they look so good. And they were already a playoff team last season with less than nothing. You're trying to tell yes. me they get better? Mm-hmm. They get better with this team. They were in the playoffs last year. They were, uh, what, 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 what see were they? No, they were ninth seed, so they yeah, barely made they, Right, they were in the, the play-in tournament. So you're trying to tell me they go from being that to ended up getting players that matter? You get Spider, and it's like, okay, I don't even know what their lineup is right now. I got to look that shit up. But oh, boy, I can tell like, you. I can tell go ahead, you. please. Okay, you'd have uh, you'd have Darius, Darius Garland at the. Uh, you'd have Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and then at the three would probably be. I mean, you got uh, you got Isaac Okoro or Karis mm-hmm. Levert. Wait, they still have Levert too. So he didn't go in and. Tra- oh, you can book it. You can book it. I'm a fan of Levert too. He's like. 
What, he's like fucking like six six two. I want to say he's like six six. But either way, I say what I said about Cleveland the same way I say what I said about Pittsburgh. I'm hoping that I'm right because boy, they look good. They're also the only team in the league that has four centers. Four. Somebody would say that's too much. When you look at how small the East is, and you see how big everybody is with Cleveland. The fucking point guard, I get it. Darius is like 6'1", right? But then when you look at, you know, that backcourt, and you still got Kevin Love, who probably came off the bench this Come on. Like, come on, man. Come on. You got Kevin Love at 6'8". I'm looking at the roster now. You got Donovan Mitchell, 6'1". Evan Mobley, 6'11". Isaiah Mobley, 6'10". Bro, they're going to be big, lengthy. The only team that's going to be able to compete with them in size is Boston. That's it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm t- and somebody would say, well, what about Brooklyn? When you tell me who Brooklyn has is going to compete with that average size of fucking six five, you let me know. Thank you. I don't even know who the starting center on Brooklyn is. I couldn't tell uh, you if they had a center. Is it is it DeAndre Jordan still? I want to say no. it has to be. But you no, has to be. Who else? DeAndre Jordan's not the team anymore. All right, I'm, I'm looking. No, DeAndre oh, not the team it's, no. Q, it's fucking LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, he'll retire again. Exactly. Right yeah, now, the, he'll the retire again. roster is Aldridge, Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, David Duke, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irvin, Patty Mills, Markeith Morris, and Ben Simmons. And then you got TJ Warren, Cam Thomas, Edmund Sumner, and uh, I want to say Royce O'Neal. So they have an average height of about six four because you got what six eleven, six eleven, six ten, six two, six four. So, 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 so I, I, you know what, you know what, and, um, that TJ Warren signing by by Brooklyn, mm-hmm. if he's healthy, That's that why is I going to be the bargain of the century. Q, this is exactly why I said what I said, and I didn't want to be disrespectful to Cleveland. And I also didn't want to disrespect my team with Boston. If Brooklyn does what they're supposed to do with this roster and everybody can consistently stay, you know, stay healthy and you don't have to worry about the COVID restrictions and stuff like that with Kyrie and his, you know, his erraticness, Brooklyn should be the number one seed. They should easily win about like 64 to 67 games. Easily. But then when you look at the rest of the fucking East Coast, you're like, yo, like, you you got even the Knicks look halfway decent. They look like they could be a play in team. I don't believe with in Jaylen, the Raptors with, at all. With Jalen Brunson, hell yeah, yeah. I I don't believe in the Raptors. So you can just write them off, and I'm writing them off because I, I I still haven't forgiven them for honestly just like making people believe that Kyle Lowry is like this all of a sudden like good player and shit. And it's like okay, whatever. Y'all ain't say that shit. His first fucking eight years, two seasons, and all of a sudden he's a Hall of Fame player. Suck my dick. So this is that. Then you got Chicago, who I completely wrote off because Chicago's worth writing off. Like they never do anything. And like also, another. and also, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo mm-hmm. has a nagging knee injury that happened yep. that still hasn't killed yet. Who knows if he starts the season? Yep. Then you got what the Pistons. You got the Pacers. 
I told you I'm not really too fond of the Buck. I feel like the Buck shit was kind of like a fluke because everybody, they swore up and down that, like, you know, Giannis is going to be that guy. And it's like, eh, okay, we'll see. He won the ring, cool. But then it's just a decline from there. The Hawks, I told you two seasons ago when everybody, I think everybody on this show can agree, when Greg was talking about the Hawks, everybody was like, Greg, you're fucking tripping. Like, the Hawks ain't shit. <laughs> I'm just sitting there every fucking game. I'm like, do y'all see them? I hope y'all see this, because I saw it. You see this? I know I see it. You better see it. And we came on the show every week, and I was just like, I don't, know what to, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not always right, but I can see a team being good. The only teams on the Eastern Conference that I'm really shaky on right now, and it's only two. It's the fucking Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons. Those are the only two. Everybody else is like, oh, you can easily be in a play-in. You can easily be a playoff team, including the Wizards. The Wizards still look good to me. The only issue that happens with the Wizards is they're the Wizards. Nobody, everybody looks past the Wizards. It's like when teams come into D.C. to play, they're not coming to play in D.C. They're hoping to go out after they play the game. And Q will tell you because he knows it's true. So, right now, okay. I was just going to say, there's one other guy on the Cavs I forgot about who comes off the bench. And that's Ricky Rubio. You know what? I didn't even fuck. Okay. I forgot all about him. They they re-signed him. Now, Q, what answer does Brooklyn have? Do you think that, I mean, it would either have to be, no, it's Patty Mills in the starting lineup? Because if he's, uh, him and Kyrie can't both be the point. So, no, no, uh, Patty Mills is is, is like the sixth man. Okay, so who's the answer? Don't forget about Joe Harris. Joe, oh, I know about Joe Harris, but Joe Harris is a small forward. Who's guarding Ricky Rubio? Oh, ben? yeah, probably. Yeah, probably Curry or Seth Curry. Yeah, because right Seth now Curry what? is a, Seth Curry is a start. Well, you know what? <clears throat> oh, this is so complicated. Brooklyn is starting to rise. It's so complicated now. Because you got Ben and Kyrie. Right. Ben, right. Ben, ben will probably play. They'll probably play him as, as the point forward. With, Power forward. Well, with, oh, oh, they, they have they'll play him at the four. They'll play him they, at yeah. the four, but he'll be a point forward um, with Kyrie. And when Kyrie's not on the floor, then Ben Simmons is the point guard. No, so they, yeah, they they, they put Ben Simmons on on Evan Mobley then. Like it, it, we're just you know saying like, but if the Cavs play Brooklyn or when they play, Simmons no, will probably play, guard okay, okay, so when they play Brooklyn. So who guards Ricky Rubio? Um, Seth Curry off the bench. But here's the thing: they had Ben Simmons coming off the bench this no, year. No, Seth Curry will be starting. Seth no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right now the starting lineup for Brooklyn is Kyrie and Seth Curry. As the guards, then you got uh, Bruce Brown as a shooting forward. I'm sorry, as a small forward. You got KD at power forward. You got Andre Drummond as the center. That's their starting lineup, which is kind of fucking solid because you factor in the backup lineup. Not, but, but, but here's the thing: they're not gonna they're gonna they're not gonna have Ben coming off the bench. Ben is their is their power forward. They're gonna have him in a play mm-hmm. as a playmaking power forward. He's not. Yeah. He's not a one. Yeah. He, they're not going to have him at the one because that's Kyrie's position. They're not going to have yeah. him at the two because not. He doesn't shoot. 
Okay. So he's going to be, be a point forward. That's what I'm saying. That their lineup, their starting lineup, they're going to probably move Joe Harris, make him a six man. Their starting lineup is probably this. Kyrie, I'm, Steph Curry. Uh-huh. So far, you're right. Joe Harris. Okay. Ben Simmons and then Durant. Durant playing the five. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the lineup that they have officially lined up. So on lineups.com, as well as on Bleacher Report, they said that they ranked the projected lineup of Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, KD, and Ben Simmons sixth, though, in the NBA. They said that is the sixth best lineup in the NBA. I believe it. it. I feel like that could be an episode in itself. I would love to hear you and Lou, because I'm not going to talk for that show. Um, who <laughs> is going like? If they say that the fucking Brooklyn Nets have the sixth best lineup in the league, what other teams? Like, who are the other five? Well, you know they're going to throw Boston out there, of course. Yeah. Mil- Boston, Milwaukee. Boston, starting lineup of Malcolm Brogdon, of Malcolm Brogdon, um, uh, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, and whoever they plug in at the three. Mm-hmm. Or at, at, or at the, two. I mean, oh, oh Mark is smart. God damn it. Right. So Brogdon is and, smart. <clears throat> uh Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Robert Williams. I, I would say that's top that's a top five lineup in the top five top five starting lineup in the league. And they'll always put Milwaukee up there too, just because of Giannis. Chris well, Middleton. Because of Giannis, because of Giannis Drew Holiday. Andrew, Andrew Holiday. Yeah. Let's just and Brook Lopez if he's, if he's healthy. I have the article right here. Let's Brooke, talk about it. Uh, Brook Lopez and um, Bobby Portis. I'm, I'm going to just give you the line, uh, not the lineup, so I'm going to just give you the teams. And y'all can just, you know, discuss it right now if you want to or next week. Obviously, Brooklyn was number six, right? Then they had number five being the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray, they had Caldwell Polk, Michael Porter, Michael, Michael, Michael Aaron, Porter. Jo- uh, Aaron Gordon. And yo, uh, don't, don't forget KCP. Oh, that's a Pope. Pope. I said Pope, so you got him. So that's five. Number four, the LA Clippers. You got John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi. You got Nicholas Batum, and you have uh, Victor Zubak, right? So that's number four. Number three, and don't Philadelphia forget, uh, and then Terrence Mann coming off the bench. Oh no, we we just talking about the line, the first five. Well, oh, the starting five. Just the starting five. Just okay. five. Um, number three was the Philadelphia 76ers. You got James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, and Joel Embiid. I'm not threatened by that lineup because, I mean, they showed themselves. I'm whatever. threatened by that lineup on defense. On defense, yes. Maxey. Yeah, Maxie, yeah, defense Tucker, definitely. Embiid and, um, yeah, and Embiid. I'm not worried about Phil's boy, Doughboy. Yeah. And we know that. And we know that, yeah. I'm not like I said. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not worried about Philly Boy. Um, um, but the rest of it, the rest of it on defense, yes. Yeah. Um, number two was the Boston Celtics. Obviously, we know the team. We know Smart, Brown, Tatum, Hor- uh, Horford, and Robert Williams. And then number one, we have Golden State. Not even Horford. Uh, I think Horford. I, 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 I think Horford is the sixth man this year. Don't forget. I, don't forget Boston got. Malcolm Brogdon, so he's going to slide into he's going to slide into that two guard spot. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. And naturally, number one, they have Steph Curry, 
Clay uh, Thompson, Wiggins, Raymond, and we got Kevin Looney, right? Now, somebody's going to be like, okay, well, if that's the top six, who are the top ten? So, number seven, I'll go backwards this time, <coughs> excuse me, was the Phoenix Suns. This was obviously an article written a few months ago because clearly they have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Macau Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton for Phoenix. So that was number seven, right? Number eight, um, I want y'all to guess. Who do you have at number eight? No one that oh, I've already told you. I told Atlanta? you Phoenix. Okay, you said Atlanta. Atlanta? Who you got, dude? You're, yeah, you, you're Atlanta, talking Atlanta. Atlanta. Are you talking Atlanta, the entire NBA? And the right. entire NBA, I, even though you know the team, you know at least the first Atlanta. seven since we're going backwards. Atlanta number eight. DeJounte. Well, see, that's um, what I'm saying. Is this, with, is this after the trades or is this before this is the trades? John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and after the trades. After the trades. So here's the starting five. So you have DeJounte with Trey Young. You have no, don't, don't, DeAndre don't run the lineups down to me. Don't run. I, just tell me the team. Uh, I got okay, it. I, I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta. So you have number eight number being nine. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number nine. I, okay, you could. You do your three. I'll do mine. Okay, number number nine. I'm going to say. Um, oh God, this is tough. Number nine, Miami. Mm. And number ten, and this is a, this is this is a dark throw. This is a true dark throw. Portland. Okay. What about you, Lou? All right. So I'm doing what seven, eight, nine, ten? No, uh, or eight, nine, eight, ten. Nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten. Okay, and this and, is after the trades, correct? Yeah, and Q, if you could just get, do me one favor and just reread yours again, that way I can just have this for my notes. So for eight, nine, and ten. Q, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, who who is your eight, nine, and ten again? Uh, eight, Atlanta. Nine is um. Oh man, what did I say? Nine. I know. Okay, eight Atlanta, nine Miami, ten Portland. Okay, all right. So Atlanta, Miami, and Portland for Q. Lou, what about you? All right. So my eight would be Memphis. Okay. Uh. My nine would be ah, oh, this is tough. I'll I'll say Miami and number ten Cleveland. Okay, all right. So number eight on this list was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm. They had D'Angelo yes, Russell with, with Gobert. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Q. I forgot about Gobert. Cat, Gobert, Cat, um, Anthony Edmund. Edwards, and Jaden McDaniel. Jaden McDaniels and uh, who's their point? D'Angelo Russell. 
D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number nine, the Milwaukee Bucks with Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, I, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. I thought you named them in the top seven. Nope. That's why nope. I didn't even think about Milwaukee. Okay. Nope. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Here's, here's where things got skewed. I'm going to just run down the seven again. The top seven was from seven to one. Phoenix Suns at seven. Brooklyn at six. We had Denver at five. Clippers at four. The Sixers at three. We had Boston at two. And then we had Golden State at one. So, that being said, we've already run down now number eight and nine. And both of you guys went over two for that. Number 10 was the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. With Jai, you have uh, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron, I'm sorry, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams at number 10. I'll just give mm-hmm. you guys the top 15 just to be, you know, fair, because you guys did name a few. So Miami was at number 15. You had the Pelicans at 14, the Atlanta Hawks wow. at 13, Dallas at number 12, which I think is justified. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers at 11. Okay. Now, mind you, though, this article was written um, – it was written this year. I want to say it was written right towards the end of the thing because it says their starting five is Darius Garland, Chris LeVert, uh, Laurie Markkanen. And Laurie, Evan yeah. Markkanen. Markkanen. And uh, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. This article okay. itself – I just want to make sure I do post dates. Somebody doesn't say, oh, my God, that article is like from six months ago. This was from July 18, 2022. Obviously, it didn't take okay. into account what happened with the trade. Um, right, right. Obviously, the worst team this year when it comes to the starting five was the San Antonio Spurs with everybody that nobody knows. And then you had the Detroit Pistons at 29. You had Orlando at 28. Houston at 27. Sacramento at 26. Utah at 25. And mind you, they had Utah at 25 with Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Vanderbilt, and Walker Kessler at 25. Then they had Oklahoma City at 24, Indiana at 23, Washington at 22. We had the Lakers at 21, Charlotte at 20. And then you had to round out the last few, the New York Knicks at 19, Chicago at 18, Portland at 17, Toronto at 16, which led us to the Miami Heat starting the top 15 of the best starting fives in the league, which is outrageous. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. All right. I, this, was a, this was a great discussion. We have two voicemails <laughs> before we get into the award session of the night. So, to play those. Who the principal, Greg, Lusala, what's happening, y'all? Uh, love to talk right now, man. Um, y'all on basketball. Uh, Lou, I gotta tell you, man, I'm on the side of the too much. I think they gave up maybe a pick, maybe two 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 draft picks too much. That's just my personal opinion. Cleveland has a hell of a starting five. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with their bench situation. I don't know how they're going to build to be a better team. I got them as like a fifth, sixth seed right now. I mean, I could see that. I mean, that, that's fair. That's that's absolutely fair. Because, I mean, you got to think about it, too. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. I mean, this this whole, like, you know, training camp or whatever, 
they're going to have to kind of gel together, you know, to, to help each other's game. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, do I hope to go higher than a five, six? Of course. But if they land at a five or six, then I'd be perfectly fine with that also. Okay. Okay. Next, uh, last voicemail. Here we go. I don't think Bruce Brown is on Brooklyn anymore, bro. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he plays with the Sixers or Utah or something like that. But he's not. He's not with Brooklyn. Oh, see. But again, you know, to clarify, that article was from July 18th. A lot of shit changed because, trust me, Cleveland would definitely, if they updated that list, they would be in the top five without a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. We reached the most exciting part of the show. <laughs> and that is our award section. And boy, do we have some awards to give out today. I got one. That's it. I got one award. Go Can I start by saying this? Can I start by saying this, Lou? Go ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I have no awards this week because the highlight is on Lou. Lou said so much in the group chat over the course of the last 24 <laughs> to 36 hours. I'm going to let Lou have his shine. Let's go, Lou. All right, my man. All right, so <clears throat> I have one award this week, and it is the Bill O'Brien You Know You Done Fucked Up Award. And that goes to none other than the Washington Commander's Media Relations Department, or how whatever department it is that prints out like jerseys, flags, towels, you know, all that. What they did was they printed out Washington Commander coffee cups with the Washington logo on it. Inside the outline of the state of Washington. Um, Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. (laughs) I don't know how you do that. Uh, I, it, it boggles my mind how they did that, but Someone did it, and they probably don't have a job today. I hope not. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> oh my god, this damn team just can't get things right at all. The symbol <laughs> of Washington D.C. on a map mm-hmm. is a diamond, a fucking diamond. Mm-hmm. A diamond with the Potomac River going through it. How? Did, how, how stupid can you get? I I I could not believe it when I said it. How? 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 I could not believe it when I said it. The state of Washington. The state of Washington. We're watching. We're currently watching the team that plays. In the state of fucking Washington, the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle, Washington. And breaking news, breaking news, uh, Denver just missed a field goal with 15 seconds left. Seattle is going to win this game, 1760. Wow. Jesus freaking Christ. Um, Back to the commanders. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Marketing. 
and back to this marketing fuck up that they did that they had the oh yes he did I'm gonna delay with the game so yes ooh, Brandon, oh I'm Brandon. sorry I apologize Shit. I'm sorry oh no they called a timeout oh <clears throat> again like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna delay because I'm watching um I'm watching on stream east oh okay <laughs> my, my bad <laughs> no it's all good it's all right all right all um right. But back to the snafu, the state, anyone who has two working brain cells, the intern, I don't, you know what, you know, no, no, you know what, I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm going to, even an intern that has, that has the, the brain processing power of a five-year-old can go on Google can go on Google and type in Google what is what 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 is the shape of Washington DC? Even though we know the team plays in Landover, Maryland, their headquarters are in Ashburn, Virginia. Washington DC, the fucking nation's capital. And your dumbass couldn't just Google what the fucking shape of the of the, of the city looks like? Dan Snyder, you dim, you diminutive dimwit. So yes, I hope someone did get fired today. I hope someone did get. I, I hope the I hope the intern who designed this and shout out to the Seattle Seahawks for beating a former quarterback Russell Wilson tonight, seventeen to sixteen. Anyway, so I hope the intern. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's sad that I have to talk about an intern like this because it was probably an intern who designed this this mug. It's probably some intern who never um, been outside of, who never been inside of D.C. They just got a cushy little job because Diane Snyder probably thought he was cute and he probably wants to fuck them. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I, I don't know. But for you to not go on Google and see, and okay, show me what Washington D.C. looks like on a map, and you put the state of Washington, the state Washington State. There's a difference. Washington State, Washington D.C., D.C. a city, Washington a state, and you. Put, oh my god! Oh my god! <sighs> Fuck you, Dan Snyder. Thank you. It's, fuck you. You see what? Yes. Every week, every week until he sells a team or he dies, he gets the Bill O'Brien, you know, you know, fucked up white award, the Adam Gates, why are you still here award. He gets them all. Just fuck Dan Snyder. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him with a lead pipe. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Any other, are there any uh, other awards this week? You know what? You know what? That's just let me answer my own question. That those him every award, even the ones that we haven't thought of yet that are coming in the next in the next seventeen in the next seventeen weeks, they all go to Daniel Mark Snyder because he's a dick. Oh boy! Oh boy! How do you fuck up that bad? How? 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 Oh my god! Oh god! Oh god! You know what? 
you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, I got a real I, I, one more real, real quick one, real quick. Yeah. And, and Greg, I don't even know if you know anything about this one or not, but I have another Bill O'Brien, you know, you don't fucked up award. Okay. And oh, this goes, Oh, this, this goes Q. You might've seen this Greg. You might have too. Earlier this past week on FanDuel, okay, mm -hmm. you know when you're looking at like the when you pick on like the quarterbacks and it has everyone's picture and their name, you know, lined up by pricing. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the top and everybody and it has their <clears throat> their little profile picture. Uh -huh. Well, um, <laughs> I have no idea how this happened, but last week. Uh, I think it was the preseason game, but it might have been before week one. I'm not sure. But if you pick the quarterbacks and you look down, about a quarter of the way down was Trey Lance, and it was just a picture of his teeth. No lie. It was just a picture of his teeth, not his face, not in uniform, just his teeth. Um, so I'm pretty sure somebody done fucked up. And somebody done probably lost their job that day, too. <laughs> so that's my two uh, awards for this week. Lord, yeah, I have quite a few awards for the week. Um, whew, my number one award is going to the guy that was supposed to fight Nate Diaz, but apparently missed weight by eight pounds that we don't remember who the fuck he is. Because he's a rookie in the UFC. Everybody was trying to make him to be like the next big thing. Only for him to miss weight. You had one job. So I don't even know what award to give him. He's just getting an award. So whatever. There's that. Um, also, I'm giving an award for everybody who on social media who made it seem like the WNBA was a thing. And we should all watch it. Nobody has given a fuck about the WNBA all summer. Let's be completely honest here. And as much as I kept saying this shit every weekend and... You know, to the credit of the ladies of the show, they said, oh, well, you should be inclusive. Trust me, we've tried. Nobody's watching that shit. Like, the WNBA was less than entertaining. And more importantly, like, the women themselves hated watching it. So me as a man, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just letting you guys know, in my honest opinion, the season was actually really good. The playoffs were really bad. And the reason why the WNBA's playoffs were so bad is because the series are too short. They try to end everything before Labor Day weekend. And it's like you realize there's no actual NBA till November. You can actually extend this if you wanted to and you choose not to. As a result, no one cares. So they're getting an award. Um, if you could just give me one second to actually read off the list of the other absolutely fucking ridiculous articles that I've seen that actually kind of pissed me off when it comes to sports, including Antonio Brown apparently saying that he wants to play for Green Bay, which I thought was absolutely fucking ridiculous. But again, Jesus it's, an it's Antonio Brown, Q. Like, these are things that he does, right? So, mm -hmm. um, the... The Adam Gates Why You Still Here Award goes to Micah Parsons for calling Leonard Fournette a pussy for apparently having a devastating ch uh, chip block that put him on the ground. It's a part of football, sir. 
it's okay that it happened to you. You don't have to be upset at the fact that an offensive player actually puts you on your ass for you doing what you're doing. Um, so there's that. And my last award, because I don't want to be a complete dickhead and just like overtake this. Um, there's a person by the name of Jalen Ramsey that plays football. <laughs> and um, AKA Toast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, absolutely. I don't want to shit on him completely because somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, like, Greg, really? Like, you'd be going in on these people. And it's not me going in. If you have a history of talking about how you shut down receivers, you shut down running backs, you shut down everybody, and then the year after you get your ring, you, you looking flabby and sick, people are literally burning you on every play. When I say every play, I mean every play. And they play for the Buffalo Bills. That's a problem. Gabriel Davis should not be burning you. Stefan Diggs, who, uh, you know, everybody was saying it in pregame, like, oh, how will Stefan Diggs deal with having to be covered by Jalen Ramsey? Like, Jalen Ramsey's like, you know, he's Darrell Rebus or something, right? It's like, oh, like, you're just on the Jalen Ramsey Island. Well, guess what? Where's Wilson? I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie with Tom Hanks where he had the ball. And it was his best friend. It was called Wilson. Um, less long story, less long. It looks like Jalen Ramsey was the Wilson yesterday because he was literally just floating out there. He was just out to sea. We're like, oh, Jalen Ramsey, he's out there somewhere. Nobody's going to throw to him, and then they do, and then they catch it, and then they're running for touchdowns. They're pushing him down because Jalen Ramsey. As good of a player as he is, or as he was, it, it just might not be the same. And it's okay. There's that. Um, and my last award, which doesn't have a title again, it's going to all of the football fans who historically on week one, when their teams are winning or losing, they decide that they want to fight. This is why <laughs> Q and I, when we get tickets to the games, Q will tell you. We stay in the fucking booth the entire goddamn game. Unless we're going to go get some food at like one of the little things in the stadium, we usually go back to the booth and then we wait until <laughs> the game is over to leave. Because articles like man knocks out a Raiders fan and then knocks out his girlfriend who tried to avenge him. There's that. Watch a man and his girlfriend who are Cowboy fans beat up a guy because they were losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Watch Cowboy fans throw a trash can at Dak Prescott as he left the game with a hand injury. This is why when I say the things I say, it's not because I hate these players or because of the fact that I'm just being a dickhead. Their fans are garbage. Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboy fans are really terrible fans. The Philadelphia Eagles have really terrible fans really really fucking terrible fans the las vegas raiders they had to travel to go and see their most of the people who are raiders fans are from california imagine having to take that three hour drive and then get arrested because you wanted to fight make it make sense so all of these awards being said nothing has really been derogatory nothing's been bad i just really hope that 
Thursday night football is better this year. More importantly, I hope that your team wins because according to fantasy football, um, I am eight and six in our league. I didn't make the best decisions, but I made some good decisions and I'll leave it there. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we have. These three voicemails that we're gonna play, and we're close, and these voicemails are gonna close us out for tonight. Here we go. Yo, man, I thought it was just me, man, but I think Jalen Ramsey is having a, a Darrell Revis decline, man. You know, it's Revis Island one minute, and then all of a sudden anybody could catch a ball on him. I think I think Jalen Ramsey is having the same decline, bro. I think anybody could catch a ball on Jalen Ramsey. Told you. Agreed. All right. Next voicemail. Yo, Justin Herbert. How about that? I've been a Chargers fan my whole fucking life, dude, over 30 fucking years. When we got rid of Phillips, or Rivers, I mean, I was so, so sad. But then Herbert comes in and just, I mean, we have a chance, dude. We got the Chiefs coming up. I think we're going to stomp them, which I fucking hate the Chiefs. I, don't, I, I knew a dude back in the day that I hated, and he, he was a Chiefs fan. So ever since then, not only are they in our division, but I fucking hate the Chiefs. I like him. Can you, can you replay that? Shout out to Miss Smith, Smitty. Uh, Smith we got... Andre, we got Lord Shamik back in here. I want to hear from Lord Shamik again as well. So if he wants to leave a voicemail and explain to us where Kyrie's been hiding, that would be great. Miss Smitty, thank you for joining. Let's go. Here we go. Yo, Justin Herbert. How about that? I've been a Chargers fan my whole fucking life, dude, over 30 fucking years. When we got rid of Phillips or Rivers, I mean, I was so, so sad. But then Herbert comes in and just, I mean, we have a chance, dude. We got the Chiefs coming up. I think we're going to stomp them, which I fucking hate the Chiefs. I, don't, I, I knew a dude back in the day that I hated, and he, he was a Chiefs fan. So ever since then, not only are they in our division, but I fucking hate the Chiefs. We don't hate the Chiefs. We just hate Patrick Mahomes' wife and brother. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> oh damn! Oh, All right, next oh. Here we go. Wait, I may have fucked up. I actually am not sure if the Chiefs are in the AFC West. Um, and I may have fucked that up. I'm sorry. I'm fucking stupid, dude. Um, but yeah, Chargers. What's up? Shout out to the Chargers, man. They actually are doing really good. They are, and they are, the and they are in the AFC West. They are in the AFC West, and the the Chargers are a definite dark horse to possibly represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. It's a dark horse because we know it's going to be the Bills. If the Bills play like they played last Thursday all season, watch out, AFC, and. Our last comment from the great one himself, Lord Shamik. Here, oh boy, here we go. Go. I'm sorry, fellas. I, I was out on the street with a 
Habibi. Um, Habibi said he thinks he saw Kyrie earlier today getting a pedicure on the corner of the Barclays Center. I wasn't quite sure. Um, he got braids in his hair now, so he was a little confused. I think Kyrie's having an identity <laughs> crisis. Or, and um, KD still out here running from the barber. Yeah, I, I saw his barber earlier today, too. He told me he was waiting to give KD a haircut. Uh, but uh, no sighting of neither one of them today. Uh, but I'm going to keep looking for you guys. You guys have a great night, man. I'll holler. You have a great day, too. Running <laughs> <laughs> away from the barber. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, Shamik oh, is he's he's pure gold. That's what Shamik is, man. Pure gold. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Oh. Well. Oh boy. What what a great episode to kick off week one of the NFL season. Um, we all thought that the Seahawks were going to get stomped into the stomped into the turf by Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much for that. So much for that hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for watching. I'm saying watching. Lord have mercy. Thank you for listening hey. to the best damn hey. sports show on stereo. Go thank ahead. you. Um, I, just real quick. Um, Go ahead. Can we just do that little segment? Uh, what we're looking forward to next week? Sure. Well, what are you okay. looking for week two of the NFL season next week? Uh, I'll go first. What the hell? Um, The team that I cannot stand the most is visiting my Pittsburgh Steelers next week, and I cannot wait. It's our first home game, and I yes, we we're not going to have TJ Watt, but we go whoop that ass. That's all I'm saying. We will whoop that ass. Okay. Right. Um, for, for me, the only thing I'm looking forward to this week is all of the articles about why blank quarterback should be traded to the Dallas Cowboys. That's all I'm looking forward to because all of us know for a fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to end up coming out of retirement and winning Dallas four out of the next eight games. And they're going to think Dak's going to win them seven straight in order to get them into the playoffs. So <laughs> that being said, that being said, yeah, um, looking kind of ugly for Dallas, but that's the only thing I expect. Um, the, actually, no, there is one other thing. Uh, I do fully expect there to be some article that comes out about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers and them saying that he might be potential trade bait for a team that doesn't deserve him. He's with the Lakers and it's just going to be like that for the foreseeable future. So that's my NBA take. Also, one other thing when it comes to final takes, the UFC. I need you to finally start putting on good matches. Since they've been having pretty much a pay-per-view every week for the past three years, more people have lost and left UFC than they have to actually fight. 
UFC needs to take two or three weeks off and just reset because that Nate Diaz fight was every ounce of garbage. I fell asleep before the fight even came on. So UFC needs to reset and figure out what they want to do with themselves. But that's my final take. All right. Um, my fi- my final take, what I'm looking forward to week two of the NFL season next week, the Commanders visit the Detroit Lions. I pray Lions are getting their first win. I was just going to say, Detroit going to be one of those? Or is Washington going to be two or one of one? Or is Washington going to be two of those? Washington I'm hoping, can't win. I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for two and zero. Um, I really, really like what I saw. Aside from the third quarter, you fucking dick. Carson Wentz uh, yesterday. Um, I've said it before, and I was screaming to the top. Of, I was screaming from the from the rooftops. Shahan Dachson is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. It's not going to be Drake London. It's not going to be Chris Olave. It's going to be Shahan Dachson. That kid, if he is not on your fantasy team, and I have him on like five of mine, four or five of mine, I only started him one in one lineup, and I regret it. I regret it. Because one of the lineups that I didn't start him in, if I have him in, I win. I I would I would have won this week. I would have won. Well, well. Before we close out, let me just say this before we like officially are done. Um, we do the young black and bother like picks for the week, right? And I was supposed to mention this earlier, and I forgot. So right now, Lou is up in first place with sixty-five points. And he didn't even make a pick for the Thursday night game. So I'm going to actually say that we can completely make sure that all of this is even. I know he didn't want to include that game, but since he's won this week and he took that game off and he won, I feel like we're inclined to start evenly. So he had 65 points. I had 64 points. Q had 63 points, and we had two other people who had zero because, unfortunately, they forgot to make their picks. Some of the most random games that we actually all picked were the New Orleans Saints, which we all got right. San Francisco, we all picked. We all got wrong. We all picked Philly to win. We got that right. We all picked Miami. We all picked Baltimore. We all picked Jacksonville. We all picked Tennessee. You know what? You know what? Wait, 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 wait. There's a caveat for me picking Jacksonville. So I'm not allowed to pick the commander. Fuck y'all. I cannot pick the commander for the first six of the season. So every pick will get a confidence score of one. Oh, yeah. Anybody listening, Q, Q cannot pick the Washington football team for the next five weeks. We said the first Ooh. six games of the season. So regardless of how easy the schedule is and how much he believes that, that team is going to win, he has to pick their opponent. Mm-hmm. And the fucked up part about it is 
just like he said, <laughs> he wants Washington to win. He can't pick them. Nope. <laughs> he can't pick them. <laughs> Detroit. That's why, they, that's why football. A confidence score of one. A confidence score of one. Oh, so as wow. much as I want to pick, so yes, so so ladies and gentlemen, as much as I want to pick the Commanders to win against the Detroit Lions next week, I am con- contractually obligated <laughs> to pick the Detroit Lions again with a confidence <laughs> score of one, uh, just to show my oh, just to oh, show my dissent in this decision. Damn it! All right. Anyway, oh, so, so before, before, before we leave, <laughs> before we leave, you know, because usually when whenever we get to the next show, we aren't able to actually make a pick. I'm going to pick three games, and I think this is easier for us to do. I'm going to pick three games okay. and just tell me who you have. All right, so uh, we're going to start with Pittsburgh. They play New England. Who do you have, New England or Pittsburgh? Oh, Pittsburgh. You know my pick. Yeah, I already Pittsburgh. got Pittsburgh. The New England offense looks terrible. Um, anyone who thought that it was a great idea, Bill Belichick, to have Joe Judge, look at what he did in New York mm-hmm. with the Giants, and Matt Patricia, look at what he did in Detroit as your okay. primary play callers, Pittsburgh. Okay. Next game, Houston versus Denver. Where's the game at? It's in Denver. Denver. Yeah, right, no one's going okay. into Mile High. Yeah, Houston's not going into Mile High. Still in that one. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Nope. And, nope. and the game that should be the game of the week, but it won't be, unfortunately, is the Chargers versus Kansas City. That's Thursday night, isn't it? It's Thursday mm-hmm. night. Oh, man, and that's in Kansas City too. Hmm. Uh, um. You know what? I'm picking the Chargers. Okay. Justin Herbert, baby! LAC! We're going three for three for that. I don't believe in Kansas City at all this year. So, th- those those are our immediate picks. You guys can all follow, you know, our YBAB Sports Desk picks for the weeks. I think they go live on Thursday evening at 8 o'clock. So, you can see everybody we pick to win at least that first couple slates. And then Sunday, you'll see even more picks. More importantly, we'll talk about it on Twitter. Q is really good for actually live tweeting games. Lou is as well. Um, next week, um, we need to actually carve out some time for some fantasy, like FanDuel stuff, because y'all have been actually making some really good picks that I would have not picked, especially in like. I want some money tonight. What about you, Lou? Uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> I won some money yesterday. I won some money tonight. Yeah, tonight, tonight wasn't a good night. Tonight wasn't a good night for, for uh, football. Anyway, Base, yeah. baseball—that's another—that's another question. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I won we, some money we, tonight. I'm happy. I won some money last night. I won some money tonight. So I, I'm well, we good. Can't that's pick my money for the week. We can't pick for Thursday night's game because obviously we'd have already recorded. But next week, next Monday, I think what you guys can do. Um, ahead of time because I think Thursday night slates are usually kind of like bullshit to begin with but maybe you can tell them what you would do for the Thursday night slate but Q from what he did and what he told me I looked and I was like you know what I would have never picked this person this year is the only year I've ever seen on FanDuel where that like 
that 5,200 to 5,800 little mark of like players actually have some elite players who are going to win you either the mega million, you know, but it's definitely going to win you a one-on-one. I think that's what they call them still, right? Like one-on-ones. I mean, that, 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 so that, yeah, that, that heads, is the yeah. Like this week, this week, this week, it, this week, just to, to, to close this out, we have one more voicemail from Lord Shumik. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, J.J. Smith-Schuster was at 5,400 on Fanny. Mm-hmm. And he scored, I think, okay, let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. J.J. this week. Um, 8.9, which is wow for his, for his salary, which is a price point. Saquon Barkley, this is the only week he's going to be. He was he was at 60, 66, what was the salary? 6,800. Yeah, he he'll be 81. He had a, yeah. Yeah, 30, almost 31 points. He, he had 164 yards rushing and a touchdown. He had six receptions for 30 yards. And he had a two-point conversion. So that was real. You're not going to see eight. Saquon Barkley at right. that price again this season. He'll be uh, over $8,000 next week, easily. Some oh, other see, value plays. Some other value plays. Um, actually, that, that, that was it. Um, Jahan Dotson was a fucking value play. He was like... Jahan Dotson was... Jahan Dotson on, on, on DraftKings was $3,400. It was $3,400. Hey, and he had two real quick. Um, I'm I'm looking at next week's schedule right now on FanDuel, and they already have the pricing out. You said Saquon Barkley was how much? Sixty eight hundred. He was sixty eight hundred week one. Yes. Yeah, he is eight thousand eight hundred this week. Jesus. He went up two thousand yeah. so dollars. If you did not have, if you did not have Saquon Barkley in your fan in your FanDuel or DraftKings lineup this week, good luck because um, you're not going to get him at. You're not going to get him at on draft on on Fanduel. You're not going to get him at sixty eight hundred dollars again this right. season unless he's injured. Um, All right. And what was and, Dotson? And what was Dotson Kings, last week? How much was Dotson last week on on, on DK? Oh, that's DK. Do you have any idea how much he was on Fanduel last week? Probably like fifty two. Yeah, he's probably like forty nine hundred. But okay. I he's, he's fifty five hundred this week. Sounds about right. Right, right. I agree. Uh, Jahan Dotson on Jahan Dotson on Fanduel was forty nine hundred. Wow! What? And that forty nine hundred, he he wow. scored three point. So he so that forty nine hundred was worth three point four times his salary because he earned sixteen and a half Fanduel points with those two touchdowns. Well. Week two should be better than week one historically when it comes to FanDuel, but you can't just pick the sleepers. I'm going to tell somebody, and again, I've already retired from the whole DFS thing, but I'm going to implore you guys, please, please listen to me when I say this shit. I'm only going to say two names, James Robinson and Jeff Wilson Jr. That's all I'm going to say when it comes to DFS. If I'm wrong, you can blame me, but if I'm right and I get you that bag, just know for a fact 
The reason why I say it is because Travis and Tingway or whatever his name is, he is That's garbage. And, yeah, whoever he is, he's garbage. James Robinson <laughs> is coming to fucking take over. James Robinson won me almost a thousand dollars two seasons ago, and people completely are writing him off, acting like because he had an injury, he can't play football anymore. And everybody's like, oh, the narrative is nobody comes back from an ACL injury. Nobody comes back from any injury. James Robinson is going to be that guy. James Robinson this week is going to be that guy. Also, I told you Jeff Wilson because uh, Elijah Mitchell is out, ladies and gentlemen. Elijah Mitchell is out. Go in eight weeks. Two yep. months. Um, so just one more before we one more before we get out of here. If you did not have if you did not have Devin Duvernay mm, in your lineup okay. at, in, in week one. So Devin Duvernay was five thousand dollars. That five thousand dollars turned into three point nine times his value not times his salary. He scored nineteen point four FanDuel points with two receiving touchdowns. Mm. And if you're a great yeah, man, just, so, just get the kicker. <laughs> like even even Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was sixty two hundred. He got you. He got you three three point three times what you what you paid for him. Mm. Money bags. Hilliard. Yep. Fifty five hundred. Three point seven times his salary. Mm. Well, it's late. Okay, we're going to bed. We yes, it is. <laughs> Let's get up out of yeah, here. So we're gonna lead us out. We, yeah, we're gonna. So yes, to close us out for this week, Lord Shamik with the final comment of the night. Here we go. I know that I said this was my last message, but. Being that y'all doing, what am I looking for in week two? I'm looking forward to finding out where Zach got his thumb stuck at. Which fat girl did he get his thumb stuck in? Yo. Next <laughs> week. Uh, I'm definitely going to be in the street asking around. Oh, looking my God. for a woman running around with Zach with his thumb in her ass. <laughs> and on that note... On that note, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Young Black and Violet Sports Desk. Have a great week, everybody. Thank y'all for listening. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 